You are now listening to Vaulting the Walt, a direct-to-sequel podcast. I, ooh, I planned out a lot for this because I, don't know, I, was like, I was like, oh, I've, I've hit a well of information that I need to <laughs> plan out so I don't go all willy-nilly, you know? And what is this information for? Um, a podcast. Oh, oh. <laughs> I think it's your turn. I feel like I've yeah, done it every time. It <laughs> yeah, I know. Let me see. All right. All right. All right. What is this? All right. This is Vault in the Walt, a direct to sequel podcast. I'm KT, and I know a little bit more about Disney. I'm Sam, and I know nothing. Yeah. <laughs> And we're here to discuss those great and many very direct-to-video sequels to classic Disney movies. Uh, this week we are taking a look at Lady and the Tramp 2, Scamp's Adventure, from 2001? Yes. Uh, sequel 2, I don't have the year. Okay, hold on, let me redo that. What year is Lady and the Tramp? It's like 50-something? Uh, oh, fuck, I opened the wrong... I, I'm looking at Rock-A-Doodle, what the fuck? <laughs> This week, we're taking a look at Lady and the Tramp 2, Scamp's Adventures from 2001, uh, sequel to 1955's Lady and the Tramp. I should say, yep. it's not his adventures, it's his adventure. He has a Quick. single event. Is, is, this, is this the longest gap between a sequel, or is there a longer um, one? Let me look at the list. Let me get Robert Rodriguez out of here. Oh, wait. Um, no, I feel like. I feel like um, well, I mean, you were right though that like this is the first. Okay, well, Cinderella's. Okay, no, because Peter Pan is right after this. This kicks yeah. off an era. Like it's like boom, boom, boom. Three sequels to classic, quote unquote, golden yeah. age. As soon as I opened movie. it, I saw that it was Peter Pan next. I was like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Peter Pan's like forties, right? The original. Uh, yeah. I think it is. 40s. Hold on. Oh. Oh. Uh, 53. No, okay. Peter Pan's 53. But Cinderella so is 50. So, or like 51. Um, I don't know. Does it like even out though? Because those came after. Oh, no. Because that just. Hmm. Ignore that. Scratch that. <laughs> but this is after. Like, this is the start of some classic. Some dip in reaching back to the classic Disney movies, um, which the sequels hadn't really done yet, and which caused a bit of a ruckus. Um, right. I don't know. How do you feel about Lady and the Tramp, Sam? Uh, the original? Um, yeah. It's. it's Lady and the Tramp's one that I watched recently. It was one of the ones I was. For listeners, this is like a side thing that like I've been doing personally is just like while doing this podcast, trying to figure out Disney movies that I do love. Um, so I've been trying to watch the ones I haven't seen. And it was one of the ones I had a lot of hope for. But uh, I don't really like 101 Dalmatians, right? Yes, I like animated dogs. Yeah. But I don't know why. I just I really didn't like Lady and the Tramp. I don't really know why. I like the look of it. Um, I like the dogs. I like the scene with the spaghetti. Um, <laughs> I, I love I love that scene because the two guys are like, oh, let's set up an entire dinner. 
It's so funny. Like cute. <laughs> That's like the kind of thing somebody would do today. For their dogs, you know. Oh yeah, that, well, I feel like that's like They're weird. Doing it in the 50s. I feel like that's weird in the fifties, but like nowadays, because there's no Instagram to like capitalize on it. Yeah, but like now everyone just is like, oh, I'm gonna make an entire replica like living room, and I'm gonna put a rat in it, and it's like, what? <laughs> well, that's just the plot of Reddit too. We don't need to get into that right now. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. It's one that I had a lot of hope for, but I still I don't know. Connect. Yeah, I mean, it is very much, I think, it's a classic. People love it, uh, which we'll, we will get into. Um, just like my catchphrase. Um, but yeah, it's also like very much one of those ones where like a lot, like uh, ha stuff happens. It's definitely more plotty than like, I don't know, Pinocchio maybe, but like it's not like, it's different you know it's like different from like what we would consider a modern plot to be <laughs> that makes yeah, it's sense. just I, it's like a, i don't know it's like one of those movies where i have no opinion on it really i guess like mm -hmm. i'm just like this is a really nice animation but like i, I don't know i don't really know but what you're like you're not watching you're not like watching yeah. it and being like sad that like lady is being kicked out by aunt sarah no i i don't really okay yeah. Um, so I feel like that's probably a reaction a lot of people close to our age have would have to Lady and the Tramp. Um, I like it uh, again, like or like like you said for the animation, but I do also kind of connect more with like the central ro uh, romantic story and I think just how well it is at like imagining what it must be like for a dog, you know, to like yeah be the center of attention and want or you know want to sleep with the owners but you know be kicked out of the kitchen uh chase birds get a license or a collar um right right and then yeah, be, and know, be dog sat by an evil woman with cats <laughs> yeah and the like it's all it's all cute like a lot of the uh beginning parts but like i don't know why it's the same it's just such a weird thing to me because 101 Dalmatians, I think those dogs are really cute. I think they're like, that's what adds a lot to why I love that movie. Mm -hmm. I don't know why, but Lady and the Tramp and um, Aristocats, I don't find mm -hmm. as cute when I feel like I should. Well, they are puppies. That's fair. It's like, it's like 99 puppies. <laughs> Yeah. As opposed to like a full grown dogs. I guess there's kittens and Aristocats. Yeah. I, I also feel like 101 Dalmatians maybe has, I don't know, it's kind of like, it's more jovial and there's like more of a. You're the one who compared it's it Dunkirk. to Dunkirk. Yeah, here we go. There we go. <laughs> 101 Dalmatians is Dunkirk. It's better Dunkirk. And um, <laughs> love it. Sort I of. love it. Like in the last 20 minutes of the movie, maybe. Yeah, but then the first, like, the beginning of it, you get two bachelors chilling in a house together, and the dog's like, I gotta find my my owner, um, someone to be with. <laughs> That's not Dunkirk. That's like... Uh, I know it's not, but, like, I'm set just Set it saying... up or something. <laughs> oh, you want me to set up the Dunkirk take? Oh. Oh, okay. All right, yeah. Con continue to set it up, it being Dunkirk. Oh, okay. So, it... Mm -hmm. It it um it has a British cat, um it has 
the British like dog general guy as well. They're they're working to get them boys out of there. Like when they're in the, the... Horse. Oh, yeah, in the horse too. It's all three of them. Okay. They're all working to get get those um the the puppies out of the house so... with the two crooks, and that's all Dunkirk's about. Got to get them off the beach. So you think like the cat, the dog, and the horse are like Kenneth Branagh in the guys. <laughs> Yes. Kenneth Branagh's in the boat, right? Or is it um, Rylands in the boat? Oh, shoot. I haven't, I haven't, I literally haven't seen Dunkirk since I saw it in theaters. I get them confused. They're both like British men. Oh, I dude. Dunkirk is like a movie. I can't tell who anyone is. Like when people are like Harry Styles is in it. I don't think I was really aware of Harry Styles at the time. So I was just like, I don't know. I guess they're all Harry Styles. <laughs> No. <laughs> All right. Okay. Let's see. Um, now I can tell plot. who he is because of yeah. Um... Plot's bad. All right. You know what? The guy in the red sweater. I think it's Kenneth Branagh. Um, it might be Mark Rylance. I don't know. Okay. No. Kenneth Branagh is a commander, so I'm assuming he's somewhere in Dunkirk. No. He's, yeah. He's on the beach. Yeah. Okay. okay yeah. So Kenneth Branagh's on the beach, which means Mark Rylance is wearing a nice sweater on. I don't know. I just remember the guy in the red sweater and me going like, that's a nice sweater. <laughs> not red. What? The sweater? Blue. Somebody wears like a red turtleneck. Um, I'm going to Google Dunkirk red sweater. <laughs> me too. Images. Yeah, okay. Okay, it's not Mark Rylands. It's the blonde guy. Yeah, it's the little blonde boy. Um, <laughs> He's wearing like a red fisherman sweater. That's not at all what Mark Rylance looks like. I Listen, don't know who this I remember is. there's a boat and there's sweaters involved. I remember the tick, 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 I mean, who could forget? <laughs> a lot of good sweaters. There's like several articles about the good sweaters of um, Dunkirk. Hmm. I'm also Anyways, 101 Dalmatians <laughs> is better Dunkirk because it's like Dunkirk but with a bunch of cute puppies and then you get an intro of two cool dogs, or uh, not two cool dogs, a cool guy and his dog chilling in a house. I love cool. Um, I love how like quickly it wraps up also. It's like hilariously quick how he's just like the song I wrote is like a best-selling hit. We're rich and then it's over. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, a lot of Disney movies do that, but it also does it in a very satisfying way. Like, I feel like that's kind of what I'm realizing with these sequels is that, like, I'm like, all right, there's, like, five minutes left of this movie, and we're still going through, like, the main conflict. It's going to be a really quick wrap-up. But when it happens at 101 Dalmatians, it's fine. Uh, yeah, it just, it, like, it just happens, and it's, like, I don't It's just very non-stop uh, fun movie. times. It's yeah, good. the animation's great. Um, my One of my favorite parts of 100 Dalmatians is just the opening credits. Those yeah. start MR Oh, yes. The best opening credits ever. Oh, yeah, definitely. I, I think those are 100% the best opening credits they've ever done. Um, yeah, they're great. I love it. Well, uh, how, about, me... how does Fantasia open? I... Uh... From the 40s, so probably with just like, I don't know, vague, probably more like Cinderella. Like, you know, like the ones like Cinderella and Peter Pan, were like, they aren't animated, right? Like, they're just kind of like drawn backgrounds. Um, right. Oh, do you know something? 
Remember, no, remember, I <laughs> remember how I didn't watch Beauty and the Beast before Belle's Magical World? Yeah. I, okay, I went to watch Beauty and the Beast the other day, but then I forgot and I left. Um, <laughs> but I watched the opening. What the fuck? The opening title is so ugly. Why is it so ugly? Oh, like the Beauty and the Beast where like Beast is the stone. Yeah, yeah it's a very 80s thing. It's terrible. I'm glad they don't use it. <laughs> yeah, it's good that they don't use it because it's so ugly. It is like, yeah, no, you're right. It's like one of those things where you're like, oh, it's, uh, I don't know, you're like going into it and you expect. Like Aladdin's well, aged really well, right? Like that's kind of like, you know, gold, like the lettering. Um, but that's what I figured Beauty and nice. the Beast was. Oh, it's it's like very 80s dated. Yeah, I don't like that. Yeah, I, I see it. I know what you're talking about, Sam. <laughs> it looks like somebody made it maybe on like Microsoft Word. Yeah, but, like, it's, it's really went wild on like the embossed slider. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, I when I saw that, I was like, Jesus, did I make this in like middle school when I got Photoshop? <laughs> and it's like such like a like the red beauty as well. Like I don't know, like it's not like oh, a yeah, particularly it's red color. color. I mean it's not a very red movie, right? Like, but that's not yeah, I, like, I associate nothing in it is really red except Gaston. And the rose, I guess. But even then, it's more of a pink. Yeah, it's all over the place. Um, I, I always associate Beauty and the Beast with, like, yellow, gold, blues. Yeah. Yes. Yes. I think, that, I think that's what Disney's kind of pivoted to. I don't know. I guess maybe they, like, finished the film. And they were like, great. We, we finished. And then somebody was like, it's like, I don't know, two minutes before the deadline. And they're like, boom, busted the door. Guys, we forgot. We forgot the title card. And they <laughs> had to, like, just whip something up real quick. That's uh, really like, honestly. Too... No, no, go, go, go. Oh, I was gonna say that's honestly. If that's the w whipping something up quick for a bunch of talented animators who had just made <laughs> Beauty and the Beast, that's pretty sad. I mean, we're talking like two minutes before midnight, right? Like for whatever reason, <laughs> Michael Eisner is like, I need this, you know, December first, and it's like November. Are thirty first? Okay, I'm, this was a bad date for me to pick. He needs a December 2nd. It's December 1st, 11.59, and somebody busts in being like, we made this perfect movie and we forgot the title card, right? <laughs> so it's like a rush job, like extremely rushed. It's also yeah, like, it's... I think, doesn't it show, like, I'm not the biggest fan of Beauty and the Beast, um, but I do think the narration part at the beginning is like the best part of the movie. And mm. doesn't it show right after the narration? yeah it's like yeah like right when they like cut the, to bell and like all the singing and then it cuts to the singing little town anyway that. dunkirk yeah. um oh, we're like way off topic <laughs> i'm just glad i got my dunkirk take on on air um i mean yeah i guess we would have eventually hit 100 102 dalmatians or 101 dalmatians too because we're not covering the Glenn Close movies. Um, we might get there. Um, maybe. All right, let's not. All right. All right. All right. All right. All right. What you can what tell, we saying? don't want to talk about this. I do not want to. I don't know. It's just like an aggressively fine movie. We'll get into it. It's like it, this is basically Little Mermaid too. This is the plot. They released two movies back to back that have the same. This one yeah. is not Mermaid, so it loses like ten points. Yeah. Um, but okay. Anyways, I asked you about your reaction to the original Lady and the Tramp because it is regarded right. by many as 
a Disney classic. Um, right. It is yes. one of those ones that people just love. Like watching the featurette for this, because uh, this movie did get a Blu-ray. Blu-ray. Did I say that right? Blu-ray. Blu-ray. Okay. Blu-ray release. Right. Blu-ray. Blu-ray. Um, Right. right. Uh, that it and right. like several DVD releases that it did, like The Lion King two, uh, got like a little featurette, a behind the scenes making of, and a director's commentary, which I didn't listen to, but apparently is actually very enlightening, and I kind of wish uh, it was somewhere, you know. Uh, but this is speaking of Lion King two. This is the same directors or the directing team as Lion King two. Oh, fall from uh, grace. I don't have their names. Well, the one, the co-director is Janine Russell. I think she was a producer on Lion King 2, but she came up on the, um, she came up on the featurette and I was like, hey, that's the lady from Lion King 2 featurette. <laughs> right. Um, and I can have Letterboxd open so I can know who directed it. Daryl Rooney is the director and Janine Russell is the co-director. Uh, right. What I'm trying to say is, is that this is a beloved movie, and when Disney announced that they were doing this, people had a fit. Right? Right. Because we also have to remember, this is 2000. Everything, all the sequels before, although we may consider, like, the Renaissance, like, classic Disney now, right? Mm. Like, they never really touched, like, the true, like, Walt Disney Golden Age stuff. Um, the closest they had gotten was Pooh. And I think people were like, yeah, whatever, you know, uh, I guess yeah, goofy in a way, but that's, again, it's not like, that's just like, you know, reaching from the shorts. This is like, you know, Disney's bread and butter. We're going back to leading the tramp too. Um, and people did not like that. Um, yeah. I, I didn't like it either. <laughs> I think they, I think I mean, they didn't even see the movie yet. I think you don't like it because it's I a bad movie. It. <laughs> um, they hadn't even seen it yet, and they're like, "No, no, no! We already know this will be bad." Um, which is oh, like, it, it is a... interesting, like reading the reactions, being like, "Yeah, we don't care if you touch Aladdin or The Little Mermaid too," because now um, they're like, I feel like they're regarded almost better by a lot of people than the Golden Age things, or at least like right. I don't know, everyday people instead of animators. But this list made, or this movie made two lists on Letterbox written by women, directed by women. So at least it has that, I guess. Well, we'll talk about this movie's relationship with women. Oh, there's a Ooh. connection. <laughs> Oi. It's not great. Um, I don't know if you picked up on that, but I did. Um, right. Okay. So. Yeah. Let me see. I guess I don't know. Do you want to like go over like a, the knee jerk reaction to this before? I guess we should um, before we get into the movie. Yeah. Is uh, it was there like any major major black backlash other than just like don't make this? Um. Yeah. Well, I think this was. I found there's one article from the Animation News World Animation News World. Uh, that, like, I don't know, I feel like there's other stuff that they haven't digitized that isn't on their website, but there was one um, that basically tore into, it, it was actually kind of more of like an indictment of the sequels generally and how we all, we being like, I guess, consumers let little uh, Lady and the Tramp 2 happen because we like, you know, gave when people bought all the previous sequels, 
and they made a gazillion dollars. <laughs> uh, Disney right. saw that as like, okay, we can make more, including stuff from the past. Let me pull up the title of the article just to get my things right. Um, it's called I Am Scamp. Um, and it was basically written by Martin Goodman um, and basically saying that like everyone was to blame for leading the tram too. Specifically, I think, I mean, this was written for, oh, I'm sorry. It's Animation World Network. Uh, so it's like, you know, specifically written for people who would read Animation World Network, AKA public animators and people who work in the industry. Um, right. But let me read you some quotes from this article. Uh, Leading the Tramp 2 threatens to shatter the last bastions of purest traditionalism, if not the very sanctity of animation itself. Uh, it has many hardcore animation fans shaking with anger, disgust, and a sense of betrayal. Uh, the apoplectic screams one hears are issuing from older fans who seem to see their loving memories sullied in the name of mega corporate greed. Wow. Uh huh. And then it also pulls from a different article written by someone else for a different animation magazine. Um, I couldn't find the original article, but he quotes it. And one of the quotes he quotes is uh, from this woman who is, or this author who was very upset at the idea of Lady in the Tramp 2. Um, and th this article is called Eisner's Disney Hits a New Low, uh, which wow. we will get into. But her, the main quote from this is a genuine sense of hurt, shock, and sadness. The special, unforgettable films of her. Oh, you know what? Oh, Sam, I'm so sorry. You're going to have to edit a lot of this, I think. Um, this, is, this is the article of I Am Scamp reacting to Eisner's Disney Hits a New Low. Okay. A genuine mm -hmm. sense of hurt, shock, and sadness. The special, unforgettable films of her and our childhood have been reduced to set pieces for modern, quickly made commodities. Um, wow. So there's just a very big pushback to you know i mean disney's been making these sequels they've been making disney millions of dollars and people have mostly been like okay whatever they're like cheaply made but they're not i guess really harming anything necessarily um this is like the reality of the market um right. but this pushback to leading the trip too i think stems from the fact that it is such like a disney classic and that there's already kind of like a culture war happening in Disney in the early 2000s against CEO Michael Eisner, um, right. who is seen as destroying the company. <clears throat> people, people always get weird about sequels. It's very, you know, everyone has their own thoughts on sequels and all that. Um, mm -hmm. And I think this is almost sounding kind of similar to what we are going through right now, where we're all like, stop remaking Disney classics. Right. Um, well, my reaction to reading it was kind of like, oh, geez, you guys hate these sequels. Just wait like 20 years and yeah, you're going to get all these. I feel like the remakes are worse in a way. Yes, Especially I think it's worse. More like I'm sorry, go ahead. Yeah, I just think it's worse because like these are direct to video. Like that's the yeah. whole thing of our podcast. These are or either like playing on Disney Channel or something like these. These aren't <clears throat> them trying to like stranglehold the box office with them being like well here's a live action beauty and the beast to remind you of that one you used to like um and we're gonna put it in theaters and nothing else can open next to it uh we're gonna like you know like 
completely just like i don't know like stranglehold the theaters into yeah. only these and i think that's a way where like because like to me it's like i could still like you know aladdin and just be like yeah like return to jafar is just a bad movie but um it's just interesting now because we're facing so much worse <laughs> than what it, this is right i think yeah at least the sequels tried to do something new um yeah and um, I don't and I think, think they, I don't think they hurt things necessarily other than just maybe dilution of brand if, you know, right. like cult, cultural um, uh, importance of something. But I don't think these are, I, I mean, like Laning the Tramp still has its, still a very important film and still considered a classic even with yeah. this existing. Like, I think they're easy to ignore if you don't like them. Right, and I think that's because like these don't get theatrical releases really. Like some did, but <laughs> next week. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> sorry, something in my throat. Uh, <laughs> no, I get what you're saying, and I, I think, but I think also people, um, certain people would disagree with you, and that they, that's like kind of the interesting split I think between the people who witness this phenomena, I guess the rise of like VHS culture. Um, Right. versus like us who have grown up with it and kind of, you know, we have, at least I have some nostalgic connection to it. Um, I think you do too, yeah. to like a lesser extent. Um, but yeah, and I mean, even the article touches on that, like this VHS tapes, like the rise of VHS and the these direct-to-video sequels were possible because of, right, like the VHS, because, I mean, <laughs> obviously because they're direct-to-video. Um, but you know, the art, even in 2000, the guy, the author notes that kids these days, um, aren't going to wait for Disney movies to be re-released in theaters, right? There's like a at home demand to it. So when they're already watching, I don't know, like for instance, mm -hmm. me, uh, I watched like Hercules like four times a day on my VHS tape when I was little. And if there was a right. Hercules two for me just to plug in afterwards, like, and I'm five, I'm not going to see the difference between maybe a movie that was released in 1955 versus one released in 2000. I'm just gonna be like, these are the same characters, same story. Cool. Let's go. Like there's yeah. no, like when you're a child, there's no, like you can't, I don't think you're really primed to think of them differently. You know? Yeah. This just kind of makes me depressed about our current culture war. Cause it seems that the people at the time lost, <laughs> um, <laughs> Well, I, they kind of, it kind of, this is, so this is one of the interesting things. This is 2000. Um, we've already charted the kind of like thunderous rise of Disney direct video sequels uh, from their start with Return to Jafar and how Disney, mm -hmm. you know, has this cash cow. And a lot of um, the things with like the kind of the fall of Michael Eisner is that people feel like he's cheapening the Disney magic, you know, and this is also maybe when I get a bit cynical about <laughs> Walt Disney um, is that there's this big divide between people who see Michael Eisner as this like big corporate guy who is ruining the ethos of the company um, and wants to shut down the animation division uh, is like doing making bad decisions with the theme parks um, bringing the general morale down in the company and then you get Roy Disney's whole save Disney campaign um, which results in Eisner sorry, not Eisner, Iger becoming the next CEO. Um, but <laughs> people are like, oh, these are cheap commodities. And I do understand that, to an ex that 
the original Golden Age Disney films are like art forms, right? Like they are pieces of art and labors of love mm. that didn't necessarily net the fortune a whole lot of money. But I also, this is when I get, I get cynical and I think, well, yeah, I mean, Disney's always been a company. Like they've always been commodities. Yeah. And it's, you know? <laughs> yeah. And I think that's unpopular. And I think Disney himself worked to really not, you know, put off that vibe. And maybe it's just because I'm a person growing up in the 21st century and I'm cynical of like mega corporations, but you know? Yeah, no, I, I agree. I think it makes, I think in general, like a lot of people our age are pretty cynical of Disney. And I think ones that aren't are just usually people who do kind of cling to that, like, like these movies are art forms and like they are, like, are. They, they were still made to be sold. And yeah, yeah like, yeah, and, um, but like, yeah. And, um shoot but yeah it is it is interesting though how like the that complaint i found interesting of like kids won't go see like the originals in theaters it's like well nowadays you can't even do that oh because well, yeah i mean home video the home video market is completely ruined um like theatrical re-releases like it only happens for an anniversary or like early in the 2010s when we had like another 3d craze um and Disney themselves, like when they bought Fox, were pretty much like, we're not like screening stuff. Like we're gonna make it impossible to it's screen the, yeah, anything Fox. Yeah, yeah. it's in yeah, the vault. And it, you know, there's I guess the vault is kind of like I guess also like an interesting relic from pre-VHS days, right? Because in a sense, I don't know, it's the nineteen seventies and Cinderella is re-released in theaters and you go see it because you know, I don't think and there's no home video system for you to watch Cinderella at home. So if you want to see this movie, you got to go to the theaters, right? Right. Like the vault is just like the necessity of people don't have, it's not like a mass market entertainment system for people's TVs. Um, but then all that changes with the VHS and the vault becomes this artificial thing where Disney goes, we'll release this thing on VHS, but only for a little bit. And then yeah. we're going to reel it back. And that creates, uh, and there's been a lot of discussion about the Disney vault and like the artificial demand it creates or it doesn't um we don't need to talk about that here too but yeah no it's interesting that just lady and the tramp too i guess just becomes this like hot point of all of these issues that disney is facing in the early 2000s yeah and it's yeah and it's interesting that um it is very interesting the timing of it of like the um beginning of the 2000s because all that stuff is happening within the company itself but then the, it's weird that this is the one that they choose like they choose the classic one to be like we'll do this one next and i guess it, it makes sense as lady and the tramp to me makes sense and i don't like be the first one that you like try just to test it because like it's it's dogs it's kind of right, like more cute. open you, yeah. yeah you can do just like let's just do some cute like it's easier to be like oh it's the puppies of the dogs rather than like last week when it was you? the kid yeah. you see and like yeah it's not like little mermaid ends with melody <laughs> whereas lady in the tramp 2 ends with the puppies right so you already have an easy in there um yeah yeah no it's like it's um and it, it's just i guess one more thing to say like uh, the sequels as much as they were derided 
were also kind of like for a bit the one of the only things going well for Disney at this time. Right. Um, they're like, I guess, from what I read, um, and I didn't really do a whole deep dive, like there's literal books about the Save Disney campaign and stuff. Um, but from what I got, I mean, the anime, this, I mean, this is like what Fantasia had just come out, sorry, Fantasia 2000 had just come out, Dinosaur just come out. We're reaching another kind of like darker age of Disney animation where it's just a bit stifled and Disney's kind of falling behind against people doing um, CG animation and uh i guess their things with abc family wasn't going very well or the abc company generally uh and so these sequels are like kind of the only thing that disney's oh and also the parks are kind of in a weird rut so yeah the sequels as much as they are derided are also kind of like one of the only successful parts of the disney corporation uh which is interesting uh yeah that's it yeah. kind of say so we're here you know this, they've had the thunderous rise it's the year 2000 and uh, they're going to keep going. And then I think what's interesting is that their eventual downfall feels like it's very much tied to these same complaints that are being thrown around in the in the year 2000. And then six years later, comes back to bite them. Yeah. Just like Angel in this movie. Whoa. Um, <laughs> and I set something up for the listeners. Um yeah. When I was watching this, I was really hungry and um, I <laughs> kind of was distracted <laughs> looking for food. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, so I just want to say that off the bat, I might not be on my A game. <laughs> and I um, did a whole deep dive on the Save Disney campaign yesterday. <laughs> yeah. We should get going on this. Uh, this is a short movie and I think it's going to be a long episode. Yeah, this is short. Um, it opens, begins. It opens very much like the big, like the first movie. Um, on kind of like this, like nice looking vignette of a little town, which right off the bat, and it, there's this very like flowery choral song going on. Um, right off the bat, I'm mad because they say it's a New England town, and the whole thing with Lady and the Tramp is that it's supposed to be Marceline. Do you know about Marceline, Sam? No. All right. So back to Walt Disney. Um, he grew up in this town in Missouri called Marceline. And like at the turn of the century, right? Like Walt was born, or God, born in like 1901, right? Yeah. Um, and so one of kind of like the main like things about Disney is that, or Walt Disney himself is that like, he loved his this like little town this like gorgeous like you know turn of the century town in the middle of america that you know had like a main street and stuff and he, that's like one of the big things in disneyland right when he's making mm -hmm. disneyland he like i want like main street usa is the marceline of his childhood and lady right. the tramp is the same thing like the town of lady the tramp it's widely kind of noted was based off of marceline which is in Missouri. It's <laughs> so a good town. This, yeah, it's a good looking town. So for this movie to open with like this like quaint little New England town, I was immediately like, uh oh, mm -mm. you guys tried, but you fucked up like one huge thing that like any Disney aficionado is going to be like, it's Marceline, you know? Yeah, it, um, and even me, like I didn't really know, but it just felt weird. I was like, this doesn't feel right. Like this doesn't feel like Lady and the Tramp. No, it doesn't. And I think, 
right. I, I think I said earlier, one of the charms, at least for me, and I think for a lot of people of Lady and the Tram, is that it's very much like a movie from the perspective of a dog. Like, mm. and animators noted, they didn't, they don't really show a lot of human faces in Lady and the Tramp because they're dogs. They can't see that high, right? Like, right. faces are kind of cut off. Like, the world looks a bit different because they're dogs. Um, and I think this movie immediately kind of throws that out. Like, you see, it, it's not taking into consideration that this is from the perspective of dogs. And then it goes on to not really, I guess, not really like, it is ostensibly about, you know, dog issues, but it doesn't, it's not the same way, you know? Like, it, that's part of the charm of Lady and the Tramp, and it's immediately not there. I think. We see a lot of human faces in this. They really lean in, and it's weird because it doesn't. The eyes are big. I, again, it's like it's similar to like the way Christopher Robin was animated in the 2011 Winnie the Pooh. It's just not like yeah, you don't know how to do eyes like the outdated art style. Yeah, it. it I don't know. It it's that issue that like people say like when when you get into the Disney's that you don't like as much, it's because everything's too cartoony every there's like too many like um animal sidekicks thrown in there's too many this there's too many that that's what it feels like when you see the human faces because they're also just super cartoony yeah it's like i don't know the original lady the tramp like i think you see their faces for like maybe a couple seconds and they just look like weird people (laughs) yeah yeah, they're not they're not very cartoonish really they i i my the one thing that comes to mind is maybe like a cigarette box sorry not cigarette um cigar box kind of like illustration just kind of like i don't yeah it's not very it almost re- yeah it almost reminds me of rotoscope when like you see rotoscope mm-hmm. animation yes. yeah like you know just like more like normal sized eyes more i guess like realistic looking quote unquote as opposed to like what we're used to now with like big cartoony eyes and stuff um so yeah, it's, I don't know, it's weird. Anyways, we, they're singing this song. It's almost the 4th of July. Um, mm-hmm. we, I don't know, they're taking a walk. We see all the dogs. We see Lady and the Tramp. We see Jim, Deer, and Darling, and the baby who is now talking. Uh, and Sarah's here for some reason, walking her cats. <laughs> yeah. Which, I don't, I don't know why we need Cyanam in this movie. Yeah, we didn't need the cats to come back. No. And they're not they're not even like there in like any like real way. They're just there to be scared and like for the dogs to chase. Yeah. I don't know. He just could have just not done that and just had Aunt Sarah be there and just be a, annoying. Um Oh, hey Sam, do you know why it's the fourth of July? Oh, I'm sorry, I just activated my Siri. <laughs> I didn't know if that was a planned bit. <laughs> no, it wasn't. I um, it was not. Uh, but do you know, you know why it's you know why they chose to put it at the Fourth of July? Um, no, tell me. Because it's Independence Day, and Scamp is looking for his independence. Oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh. Um, yeah, the the song keeps going, and we like get back home, and Scamp is trying to like get outside um but he's not allowed he has to stay in the house and he doesn't like that wants to like he wants to be a dog he just wants to like be free running around he tries to talk to tramp and he's like hey he's like i want to go do stuff i want to be a dog i want to make a mess Mm -hmm. um and then they start no (laughs) yeah he's like no but maybe a little and they do it for a little bit and 
the their like owner instantly is like stop that <laughs> yeah uh and then the baby is like playing with scamp and that's cute but then he gives him the hat and he's like tears at the hat and jim deere is like oh you ruined my favorite hat again and it cuts to like a whole hat stand of destroyed hats <laughs> oh yeah um uh, and then it's bath time he doesn't want it to be bath time his mm. sisters are just kind of like prissy and i don't know they're like very much like just like girls being like oh we love baths okay his sisters <laughs> real quick you can instantly tell this is from 2000s because they have the fucking <laughs> they have fucking what's her name they have the voice hey, actress well, let me get it of um phil and dill from rugrats yes okay that's kate that is um kate suchi sorry kath 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 suchi um yeah again and i was like i didn't connect it as phil and lil and then i was double checking and i was like oh, or lil, lil sorry yeah. um i said dill no that's fine it's you know it rhymes dill i think is the baby right because then he's dill pickles yeah yeah <laughs> Um, but yeah, it's her. She's doing two of them. Also, their names are Annette, Colette, and Danielle. We don't see this in the movie. We only learn this in the credits. Um, <laughs> but those are their names. And they all look just like Lady, except they have different ears and are like maybe colored a bit differently. And they have different colored just, uh, colors. I don't know. It's so... The, this is such a... Because um, there's another more notable nickelodeon voice actor in this movie also mm -hmm. and it sounds and so <laughs> so weird um in a disney wait who did you say who's the other one so kath suchi is playing colette and danielle and mm -hmm. annette is played by do you want to say her name uh, uh debbie uh dare dare Derry, Derryberry, which is a great name. Yeah, but then um, you have an you have another one. You have Bill Bill Fagger. Oh, I, oh. yeah, the voice um, of Patrick from SpongeBob. Yeah. Yep, meet him a bit later. Yeah, there's a lot of yeah. I guess it's very Nicky, isn't it? Because you have Captain Sushi, just... got Jimmy Neutron, and then Patrick Star. Yeah, and it's so weird because they're not like I feel like you know, that's. Maybe this is just me assuming wrong, but like whenever I think of voice actors, I think of how they they are able to meld their voice more, and it doesn't sound like they're even trying. Well, yeah, I guess. Yeah, Patrick, I think is noticeable. I'm not sure he's it, has he done a lot of other voice acting besides just Patrick Star, because he does sound a little I, bit different. But you can't be like, oh yeah, that's Patrick. Um, and I think. Both Kath Suchi and like Annette doesn't sound like Jimmy Neutron, but it's you know you can kind of hear the same cadence, the same way that you hear, right? Tara Strong do different voices, but or like um, Great Lyle. But yeah, it's strange. Um, you meet, uh, but yeah, uh, you meet the three sisters. They're a bit more girly than Tramp is, who just wants to be muddy and stuff. Um, he is forcibly given a bath, and then. Uh, the little baby, baby darling, um, throws him a ball and he manages to get outside and get all muddy immediately and track it back into the house and cause a big mess. Right. And the owner, what, what's the owner's name? Uh, Jim Deere. So this is like the thing. So like they're known as Jim Deere and Darling, which aren't your real names, right? That's just what Lady thinks their names are because 
Oh. A wife calls him Jim Deer all the time, and he calls her darling. Aww. So that's, like, that's that's just like lady being like a dog and not knowing about names. It's cute. Yeah. Like we don't know what the baby is called because it, like it's cute, but it doesn't. In this world where humans suddenly have like more import, it doesn't track, you know. Oh yeah, but yeah, Jim Jim Deer. Um, he he's like, you need to go in the doghouse. Woof woof. Mm -hmm. Um, <laughs> and so he takes Scamp out there, ties him up, and mm -hmm. uh, Lady and um, Tramp are kind of like. They're, they're like, oh, man, he's never been tied up before. And uh, Tramp yeah. goes like, well, sometimes it's the it's the best way to discipline a, a young pup. And she was like, I don't know. You turned out OK. Uh, and he basically says like I he basically does that thing where he's like, ah, ha, ha. I'd be so fucked up if I didn't have you. <laughs> <laughs> it's weird. Tramp is weird. I don't I guess this gets to the whole thing where like, I guess that you know whenever they made the sequel they're like all right you gotta flip it but whereas like lady is the main character in lady and the tramp really like tramp is the secondary one it's really about lady um yeah. tramp really gets more of the spotlight here and i didn't like it um yeah, lady also is just like such a non-entity in this like she has no role like the one chance she gets there's like one moment where she's looking at scamp when he's chained up and you kind of think maybe she's gonna go talk to him um, hmm. And then it's she just like goes back inside and you're like, go be a mom, you know, like, do something. Well, got Jody not... Benson devote her, voice her. And um, <sighs> Tramp is not being voiced by his original voice actor. Oh, it's it's um, been I mean it's been a while. <laughs> yeah, and it's just weird to me. Like I don't, know, it's just weird to me. Like it, it, he sounds so different. I don't know why you. And I think you, Jody Benson. You can like kind of hear it and be like, "That's Jodie Benson," but she's still trying to get a lady. I think has a very distinct voice, but yeah, I don't think Tramp, Tramp voice actor who was just Johnny Bravo tried very hard. Yeah, I, I think it's weird. It's it's the same thing I said with Little Mermaid, where it's like, don't give them, don't give them too many lines when they don't <laughs> sound like them. Well, they took your advice with Prince Eric there, but um, yeah, I don't I know. Did not hear. Uh, other things I note here: Scamp, Scamp's voice actor, who is be he's being uh, voiced by Scott, Scott Young. Wolf. Oh, Scott Wolf what? or Young? Um, Scott Wolf. No, oh, why did I get okay? Oh wow! I, I Freudian slip because I don't think he sounds very young. He sounds too old to be playing this dog. Yeah. In my I opinion, he was in Double Dragon. I think he. I think he got famous in, from Saved by the Bell. I believe that's, you know, his thing. I think. Okay. Uh, I think he's in the New Nancy Drew series, but that doesn't matter. He sounds way too old. And again, another issue I have with the movie: How old is Scamp supposed to be? <laughs> yeah, they don't really make that clear. It's confusing, um, especially when the movie hinges on a romance. Yeah, that's the thing of a lot of like kid romance stuff. Like even with animals, it, it's always just weird to me because it's like, are they just gonna be like friends? <laughs> yeah, I don't. It's yeah, it's it's confusing. And I think Lady and the Tramp is like you see Lady as a puppy, like in the first beginning movie, right? So then when it like jumps and she's like an older looking dog, you're like, all right, she's a woman now, <laughs> or whatever. Yeah. Like she's old, she's grown, she's no longer a puppy, but they still all look very much like puppies, right? Like they don't look like adult dogs. 
Um, no, I think they're supposed to be puppies, so that's why I assume it's like, oh, it's like one of those friendship type things, but no, it's like a romance. on the date, and it's like very, like there's, and then there's a whole, right, and then there's the whole thing with Buster, like there's a vague love triangle with the villain where he's like, you're my girl, and Angel's like, I'm no one's girl, and I'm like, what's happening? Yeah, I if can't tell is... if she's just like a tiny dog and he's right. a puppy and like she can't tell that he's a puppy. Right. Like, is it? I, uh, mm -hmm. It's confusing. It doesn't work. Because um, I, I feel like if this is like a different, right, if this is like a wildly different movie, actually, this kind of reminded me of Moulin Rouge in some parts because <laughs> <laughs> like in a different movie, she would be like a fallen woman, right? Like she's kind of taking on that role in this movie for children. Where she's like, yeah. I'm no one's girl. And you're like, what's have, happening? You're a have puppy. You seen, have you seen Babe Pig in the City? I have not, actually. I've seen oh. neither Babe. There's a poodle character in that who's always, who like, is basically like, she she's like a dog that's playing like, mm -hmm. that her, her um basically like her owners didn't give her enough love. But the way that the voice actor does it, it's like she's like, was an abused like prostitute it's so weird that's what i mean it comes it, that kind of comes off here too okay right and i guess she's supposed to be like a pomeranian mixed with something else so like yeah maybe she's just a small dog but like lady is also a small dog and she looks bigger you know yeah Anyways, it's, it's also apparently two years after the original film we see in this one that it's 1911 um i think i guess i looked it up in the original film it's 1909 okay uh, like, I don't know. They're two years old, I guess. If we assume at the end of the first movie that it's... Well, actually, I don't know. It's confusing. Are they puppies? Are they not? This is one of the film's weaknesses. Oh, and one more thing just before we get off this. Um, in the featurette, there's like a talking head of Alyssa Milano who voices Angel. And she's mm -hmm. holding up a picture of Angel. But Angel looks nothing like she does in the movie. She looks like a bigger dog. She has smaller eyes. She looks more mature. So oh. I wonder if... They did draw her like looking more like an adult, and then someone went, "Well, someone." There's the way they talk about Angel in the featurette. Ugh, I guess maybe I should just bring it up now. Um, they're talking about like the character designs, and they mention. Oh, this is my plot. Um, here we go. All right, uh, they're talking about Angel, and the director of the movie says, "We got Angel, who is the female lead, and." is a female lead of this story. She's feminine. And I feel like he said something more, but it immediately cuts to the lead animator who says, sorry, the supervising animator who says, the first most important thing is to try to keep her looking up very appealing. Ugh. Yeah. Ugh. Correct. Ugh. <laughs> what the hell? Uh, they're uh, dogs. First off, they're dogs. I don't know if we're going to uh, I don't think this movie ever had like quite like a COVID reaction as Lion King 2 did. Um, but yeah, it's uh, icky. Mm, no, um, you know, like, I don't like it. Um, to borrow a take that I heard on a different podcast, a podcast we both listen to, um, the Infinity Pod. Um, mm -hmm. what's her name? Who, who's the girl on Rachel? Infinity? Rachel, yeah, she said a thing where she was like, anytime there's a woman in something, it instantly creates some sort of caveat, um, or like it <laughs> creates some sort of like more meaning Sorry. to it. Like, yeah. like it's like, and that she was talking about specifically with um, Marvel movies, how like mm. Black Widow and Birds of Prey were gonna come out in the same year, so there's instantly gonna be comparisons when those movies are completely right. different, <laughs> just because right. it's a woman. Yeah. yeah, and I, I haven't, 
Yeah. And when I think even, yeah, I think even then like earlier in the pod, she said like the comparison should really be between Black Widow and Wonder Woman. Um, since, yeah, no, I get you mean though. Yeah. It's like, and it's that's bad. just with any, and it, even with this, like as soon yeah. as there's, it's a female character. They're like, well, we gotta like, and it's like, it's a dog. It reminded me, you remember like a few years ago when some animator said that like, I think someone criticized the fact that a lot of animated females have the same face, right? Like it's like, it kind of started with Tangled, kind of like, you know, big eyes, button nose, oh, yeah. heart shape thing, right? Hmm. Or it was like that. I think it was like people pointed like Tangled, um, frozen, especially, um, I think like Moana to an extent and maybe like Elastigirl or something like basically it was like, since the turn in CG animation, a lot of the female characters look the same and some right. animator replied being like, oh, we give women big eyes because it makes them more appealing or like their faces can't be expressive <sighs> without big eyes. And I maybe screwing up the paraphrasing but a lot of people did get mad and this reminded me of that and i feel like seeing how angel looks in this in the final movie and how she maybe looked at a certain point in production it immediately reminded me of that because her eyes weren't as like a ginormous they didn't take up half her head <laughs> right. um and this animator being like she has to look very appealing and like yeah, yeah to a certain point you want all your characters to look appealing but when you say it I don't know, the way he said it, I was like... Yeah, it's the way... It, it, you can tell in the way they say it. Like, I'll say it. Um, <laughs> you can tell. You can tell when they're being creepos, and... And, that, and like, that immediately followed by this guy saying, like, she's feminine. And then, you know, yeah. she has to look appealing. It, mm. And then that combined... I watched this after the movie, and then that combined with, like, the way Lady is just, like, a non-character in this movie. Um, yep. Uh, yeah. Anyway, that that was kind of like, I don't know, my feelings about the way, I don't know, I guess his yeah, there's a, relationship with women or female characters. I feel like she's fulfilling like the not, you know, not like other girls type trope. Yeah. Right? And she, it, she's a bit of a tomboy. She's like, you know, she's rough and tumble. She's from the streets. You know, she's not prissy like his sisters. Um, and it's just, it's weird, sh- especially with that comment. Um yeah. It just makes the whole movie bad. <laughs> it was already bad, but this just makes it worse. <laughs> yeah, I uh, I don't know. The animation, for their props, or for the chops, I guess, of the people who made this movie, they really did try with the animation. It does not yeah. look as good as the original, but you can tell they really tried. The backgrounds look good. Um, mm. It doesn't have the same inexplic- inexplicable problem as Little Mermaid 2 did. Um, I would say yeah, no, it, looks, it, it looks good, right? It looks good. Looks good. I can't think of any problem points in it, really. Um, no, there's no like random scenes like like the Pocahontas two one. Um, it looks good, but it's just like the, the issues with it come from almost like I guess just like the story and the characters, really. I guess like the point of view of the movie. Yeah. So where were we even? <laughs> okay, I think we were just for. Scamp is chained up in the doghouse. He's upset. Uh, he sees this like group of stray dogs um, come and mess around with the dog catcher, who is like the other humans in this movie. Um, kind of well, he's you know we see his face a lot. He's not kind of this like scary non-entity like the dog catcher was in the first movie, but right. 
this comedic this is also voiced by the guy who's doing tramp but i thought it was yeah <laughs> um yes that's what it was i kept trying to think i was like who is this guy like it sounds like something though which is interesting um yeah but he sees them like kind of messing around with the dog catcher he wants to join them but he's chained up so he can't and they all kind of run away and he's like oh rats and then he sings an i want song mm -hmm. and it's which, like what is it called um songs like whatever world without fences, which is like a thing tramp says in the first movie again <laughs> I really we're just like dogpiling on this movie. Um but woof woof. Hey, um just the songs in this, like there's songs in Lady oh, Trent. the songs in Lady Trent. There's like Bella Note and the song that Peg sings in uh The Pound about the tramp. And yeah. the songs in this are very much more in like the Little Mermaid Broadway model. You know, there's like the I Want song, kind of like a fun ensemble song. Right, well, uh, the opening song about New England is like an overture. Um, yeah, sorry, go. It's, it's like, well, it's because Lady and the Tramp was made back before they got into like the musicals. And like now we're in a post musical right, exactly. where right. they're making a sequel. So then it's like, it's just weird. Yeah, use, it's just like a diff yeah, it's a different style. It's kind of the same thing with like Winnie the, the issue that Winnie the Pooh had, um, where the songs, there are songs in the original, but they're not. It's like a different kind of push, a different feeling of song. Um, I don't know. This song's fine. It's better than other, some of the other songs in the movie. Um, he just kind of wish, you know, he's saying like, I want to, you know, not be chained. I don't want to have a collar. I want to run around and chase birds and get dirty yeah. and stuff. Um, it, it, after this, he manages to get out of his chain or out of the rope that he's chained to the doghouse. So he escapes. He's out free mm. in the world. Finally. Um, Running around, Porn almost getting hit by cars. <laughs> Important to note, though, he still has his collar. He does still have his collar. Um, he finds Angel quickly who, in an alleyway digging for trash. And he's like, hey, he tries to put some moves on her. It doesn't work because he's never been outside before. Yeah. Um, he likes his freedom. He follows Angel to the junkyard where he sees the other dogs from earlier that day. Um, who is this group of junkyard dogs, as they're termed in the movie, is led by this like Doberman uh, mm. named Buster. Yeah. Uh, there's a another lady dog who's, I don't know, she kind of looks like the dog from Oliver and Company. Yeah, Rita. Um, there's a sheep dog who is Patrick Starr. Yes. <laughs> a little French bulldog with a French accent. Um, just yeah. is like the first wacky, one. wacky group right and then buster is like kind of the leader and like angry um and they sing this song called junkyard society rag yeah uh, which is... Camp is like let's join i want to join you and they're like whoa slow down uh, like owned dog <laughs> yeah you have a collar <laughs> right um and then they sing junkyard society rag which i think is mm, is, is it the best song in the movie i think I it might be I mean, I guess, but yeah, I guess it is. But I guess I just, that means I don't like any of them. Right. I mean, the other songs are just like, cause you, there's like the, there's like the date song and then like the sad song. Then like a reprise of the opening New England song. Um, I, I, I never like the sad song in no, these movies. Bad. <laughs> like, this one especially because it's like a quartet thing. Yeah. There's no, I guess this is like the closest thing we get to like the villain song. 
because it's Buster singing. Yeah, because Buster's it's, Buster's pretty yeah. much our villain. Um, yeah, he is. Even though, again, like Lady and the Tramp is not like really a villain per se. Like it's the rat and maybe like Aunt Sarah. It's not like a big bad that Lady has to yeah. defeat. Um, the rat man. That it's the rat. Yeah. Maybe that's why I don't like Lady and the Tramp. It's anti-rat. I can't go for that. I love <laughs> rats. Rat. The rat in the big. You had a rat, right? I had a mouse, but. Okay. Similar vibe. Yeah. Um, yeah, the rat in the original Lady the Tramp is just like, I'm gonna bite this baby. Like it's it's, <laughs> it's, it's so, kind of hilarious. It's, it's so like I'm evil. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna fucking My only bite goal this is to baby. like, I don't know, do this baby rabies? I don't know. It just like seems obsessed with the baby and like causing a ruckus. Um <laughs> Glad Anyways. Ratatouille finally made um rats acceptable. <laughs> Yeah. Um, I mean, Disney's, I mean, I'm surprised. Disney's been, I guess Mickey is a mouse. Um, I don't know. My dad always says, like, oh, do you want to go see the rat? You want to go to Disneyland? Um, that's funny. That's a dad uh, joke. <laughs> All right. Anyways, I sing the song. It's cute. I don't know. It's, it's like, it's actually, I think it's like a decent enough set piece because they're in the junkyard, right? And they can, there's yeah. trash everywhere. So they can just, you know, flip off of it and play around and it's fun um uh we are also introduced to the i'm not your girl thing where buster kind of says he's dating angel but angel repeatedly says i'm not dating you <laughs> which is weird it's just weird because like they don't yeah. do anything with it so then it's just like why is really this know. here there's no like there's never like a thing where buster is mad at scamp for stealing angel away so like why introduce it because oh, it's Except, weird because yeah, it's weird because he's a fully grown dog. That's what makes it so weird. <laughs> Too, it's it confuses the age again, and then yeah, it adds the whole other like dimension of like how old are they supposed to be? Um, at this point, also, Lady and the Tramp have discovered that Scamp has disappeared. Uh, so have uh, Jim, Deer, and Darling. Uh, and they entrust Scott and is it Scotty? Is his name the Scotty dog? I um I Let me look. I. I just always call him Scotty, but I'm not sure that's his actual name. Scotty, fuck, what's the name? Sorry. Uh, Jock. Jock. Jock, okay. Oh, that's right, because it's like French, but okay, yeah, Jock. Jock and Trusty are back, um, which I like them. I wish they were in the movie more. I know, um, Jock, Jock is great. What kind of dog is Jock? What is he? He's a Scotty. He's like a Scottish Terrier. So he's like a Scotch accent. Okay, I want one. Um, whoop! <laughs> what was that? I closed something on my desk and my um, Meg Funko Pop came tumbling down hey. <laughs> from Hercules oh. Um, oh. and a rock. Uh, yeah, it, you know how her hair is giant? Yeah. Um, sure. Yeah, the Funko Pop is very unstable, <laughs> and it is constantly falling down. Did you say you also dropped a rock? Yeah, I have this like, um, uh, like this like sparkly rock. You know, oh, it's like okay. <laughs> it's like, like propped wait. up on my desk, and again, it's like something that like if I shake the desk too much, it like is liable to fall down. Um, and it fell. <laughs> on with Meg. Um, all right. That was such a funny audio clip. <laughs> <laughs> And now she won't stand. Crap. All right. Anyways, um, there. She'll just be on her side. Uh, 
fuck, what were we talking about? Uh, Jock. I'm sorry. Oh, Jock. Yeah, Jock and Trusty, they're great. Um, they enlist their help to um, uh, find Scamp. Uh, meanwhile, the junkyard dogs have told Scamp that he needs to take a test if he wants to join them. And he has to get a can from this specific alleyway. Yes, and quickly you realize it's like the classic. Ooh, <laughs> um. Oh no! It's more dangerous than they he thought, and mm-hmm, because it's whoa. inhabited by the dog from the sandlot, maybe. <laughs> yeah, it's. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the beast. Uh, yeah. Um, also, forgot about this. Tramp still calls Lady Bitch. It was weird. I was surprised okay. they, they did it once. <laughs> no. Sam's pulling your leg. What? what? I thought he did. I don't know. He calls her Pidge. Oh, does he not say Bitch? No, it's Pidge. Because, like, he calls her Little Pigeon. And then he just calls her Pidge. Does he not call her Bitch in the original? No, it's Pidge. Are you serious? Do you think a Disney movie would get away with that, even if it was just like a fem- a term for a female dog? I swear to God, I always think he's a <laughs> bitch. No, it's Pidge. Although now that you bring it up, it does sound very familiar or like similar. I always, that's part of the reason why I don't really <laughs> like it, is because he seems like such an asshole to me. Because he's oh, calling it's a pet her. Name. He calls Pidge. her bitch the whole time and then they talk about how many women he slept with and that's what i'm like i don't like this oh my god (laughs) (laughs) no pidge p-i-d-g-e short for pigeon holy shit i thought he (laughs) said oh my god (laughs) (laughs) this isn't a bit (laughs) this is the this is the best like revelation we've had i think i oh my gosh my girlfriend thought it too she she said um when we watched lady and the tramp together she was like is he saying bitch and i was like i think he is he's saying bitch oh it's pitch let me just like google it double check but like um yeah pitch they do not call her a bitch. <laughs> it's a Disney movie. <laughs> oh my gosh, that is. Wow, that is. I mean, I don't. Bl- they do sound very similar. Um, did you think it was like a weird like thing from the fifties? Like, oh, it's fine to say it. Yeah, I just thought it was like. I figured it was a thing of like. Um... Like, it's fine as, like, a term for female dog, you know? Right. Like, ask for donkey. Yeah. That's what I thought it would be like, but I thought that that was, like, that had to be the joke when they named her, when they made the pet name Pidge. I don't know. Maybe. I don't, I don't even see Disney, like, springing for that. Like, as a, oh, they sound similar. But, like, the animators. Those right. guys are I'm... a bunch of ruffians. <laughs> Yeah, in some ways, I guess they were. I don't know. This is... Wow. I never thought about that before. Huh. My mind's um, just in the gutter. Um, yeah, I guess so. All right. Where where were we? All right. Okay. 
he gets the can after like a silly turn of events and that involves a chase. Hmm. Um the 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 car I don't know, this car. Somebody makes a joke about how his car having like three horsepower. Yeah. Which I thought was funny. Or he's like, it gets three miles to the gallon. Um Oh yeah. Yeah. There's this and, there's um, this this is also sort of like the lady with the wig gag. In Pocahontas? Oh no, did you not there's like um oh. like this lady who's like walking her poodle and she gets caught up in this chase and she loses her wig. Oh this happens two times in the movie. It happens again later. Um Oh okay. Yeah. And that's that's the wig they find a bit later when they're looking for Scamp. Um, I don't know, it's just like a wacky chase. <laughs> uh, Buster at this point is also like, hey, he kind of... Oh, okay, wait. He gets the can, they congratulate him. Buster's still like, you gotta pass another test. Um, yeah. He's another good, he's... stray dog comes up and is like, hey, y'all ever heard of the best stray dog ever? And Scamp's oh. like, oh no, what's his name? And he's like, Tramp. And he's like, uh... Uh, uh, uh. uh. <laughs> and then they tell a story about how Tramp escaped all these dog catchers, and this was the only part of the movie I felt anything because the the transition into the story is cool. Like all the uh, dog yeah. turn into um, the people, and like I think Scamp turns into Tramp. Um, like as yeah. soon as the story starts, like it just it's like a really quick transition. I I thought it was cool. Uh. It's cool. The animation school, it's kind of like dark, silhouette and stuff. Um, and he basically tells a story about how he was like the best stray dog ever. And he was being chased by like a hundred dog catchers. And instead of being caught, just decided to jump off a waterfall instead. Um, yeah, and then Bust, Buster comes Buster in and he's like, that's know. not what happened. Tramp ran off with some bitch. <laughs> um <laughs> <laughs> And no, yeah, some pidge. Um. I feel like, yeah, I feel like they should have not. That kind of ruins it, right? Isn't it more fun if like the dogs all think Tramp died a legend, and then he they meet him later on in the film, and he's just I don't know, like retired and like living at a home. Yeah. Buster to know that, and I guess that's like Buster's motivation for being mad, because he we felt like he was, a, but he felt like he was a, abandoned by. Tramp for love because they were best friends. Um, yeah, I don't know. It makes it weaker. I think like a reveal of like the tramp is alive. He just decided to retire. <laughs> Would have been more effective. Um, Buster yeah. at this point also notes that Tramp. I mean, sorry, Skimp looks a bit like Tramp, and Skimp goes, "Oh no, we're not related. Mm -mm, I don't know what you're talking about." Yeah, and Buster's basically like, "If you are related, I'll kill you." Um, yeah. Yes, he says that. Um, I don't know, Scamp, if we move, Scamp and Angel have, like, a bonding thing. They're kind of, like, hanging out. She says that she's been adopted by five families before. And, again, this is something I think the movie should have touched on more. Like, I think this, her, the thing of, like, being a dog and being constantly adopted and then abandoned again because, like, your family's moved or they're allergic to you or something is, like, a dog experience that I think the first movie would have touched on, right? Similar to being put in the kitchen or being replaced by a baby, right? Right. Yeah. And it does this instantly makes it where like she's definitely older than Scamp. Um, <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> Although Scamp is maybe old. I don't know. I guess there's 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 like one get out of jail free card I can think for this is that if right, Tramp is a bigger dog than Lady, so their children would be smaller looking dogs, even if they were older, right? Then right. Scamp and his sisters are still smaller than Lady, so again, but yeah, I, I like the idea of her being like, oh, I'm a stray dog because all the other families I've had like abandoned me. Like they should have, I don't know, led with that or something. Yeah. I don't know. They're fun. They're having fun on like a on the train tracks. <laughs> they almost get run over by a train. It's very fox yeah. and the hound. Yeah, it does. It's like literally fox and the hound. And I was like, what the hell? We've done this already, folks. Right? Yeah, it Oops. looks like a ravine from Fox and the Hound. Uh, they jump in the water. There's like a fake out. Is Scamp dead? He's not. Uh, we get like a Little Mermaid 2 level like like thing of like, oh, they just missed each other. Um, where they're on different yeah. sides of the riverbank. Mm -hmm. <laughs> they do a dog love song. Yeah, this this like moves. They have like a date basically. They sing a song. What is it called? Uh, Something in my life. Oh, okay. This is the one thing. This is, right, the singing voices for Scamp and Angel are Roger Bart mm -hmm. and Susan Eaton. Okay. Uh, Roger Bart was the singing voice of Hercules, and Susan Eaton okay. was Meg. Maybe that's why the Funko Pop fell. She was trying. <laughs> it's irrelevant. Susan to Eaton. Or she, I don't know. She's like, she like, hey, I'm in this movie too. I want to join the pod. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I think you're losing your mind. Anyway, um... <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. They have a date. This is when the spaghetti scene happens again because I got. I mean, it's also it's kind of like a double-edged sword, right? Where if you do a Lady in the Tramp sequel, you can't just ignore the spaghetti scene. Um, can't. It's but you also the best don't want you don't want to do like a rehash of the spaghetti scene. You know, you don't want to make it boilerplate the same. Uh, so they do I it, and they. They do that thing you said earlier where she's like a tomboy because they yeah. don't really do it romantically. She just like chows down. Right. And he chow. Yeah, I, I guess it works in the sense that like they're both kind of like sloppy dogs. Um, sloppy dogs. <laughs> they both like go ham on the spaghetti and then the kiss isn't like a single strand, you know, like. KT, can you them. stop using gamer lingo? <laughs> they I, go ham on the spaghetti. That's not. Is that gamer lingo? I feel like it is. I thought that was just like kind of outdated general lingo. <laughs> maybe it, maybe it's just outdated lingo is what I think gamers right. talk like. Right. I'm outdated. Dab <laughs> uh, on them haters, Fergie. For the record. <laughs> um. Yeah. They they like yeah. They go crazy on this spaghetti, and then the kiss instead of like a single strand, is like him like licking some marinara sauce off her snout. Yeah. It's, it's whatever they have a whole like separate um section in the commentary just devoted to the spaghetti scene <laughs> and like everybody involved in the movie being like i love the spaghetti scene including susan egan um <laughs> like they got a talking head of susan egan just being like spaghetti <laughs> spaghetti <laughs> that'd um, be a good it'd be a good clip if you could pull that if it is just her being like spaghetti <laughs> look i don't it's either her just saying spaghetti or being like, oh, isn't that the best? Um, I don't know. It's Susan Egan. I My note for that is just like Susan and smiley face. <laughs> I love Susan Egan. Um, and the and then like the director's actually talking um, and being like, you know what? We had to do this. We didn't know how to do it. Um, and then this, them being like, you know, we decided on the 
than just being sloppy dogs and just really eating the spaghetti. Just really eating that spaghetti. Really eating that spaghetti. Um, uh, they continue the date and they're walking around like the fancy part of town. Uh, and they walk past Scamp's house and we get like them peeping in on uh, the family missing Scamp. Right. Um, and Scamp is like, ugh. He's like, they're like sad. It's like melancholic, but also like Scamp is like, I'm glad I don't have to be with that anymore. And then Angel's like, what the hell is wrong with you? Yeah, which is. <laughs> you have this family that loves you. Yeah. Like the. Um, my brain just broke. Yeah. It, oh. <laughs> it's like, yeah, your family loves you. Like, why are you running away from them just to be different? <laughs> and again, this is like another scene where I. <sighs> okay. Right. This is what happens, right? They see the family. Angel goes, what the hell is wrong with you? And then Scamp says a line and then she immediately goes, that's fine. We can just run away together. Like it removes the conflict of like Angel being like, you asshole, you should be with your family. Like, yeah. I don't know how to, what is the writing on this movie, you know? Yeah, it feels like her and Buster both just kind of changed to whatever is needed to happen next. Yes, uh, agreed. Um, yeah, so she's immediately, she's like, it's like, it's like a, a second change of her being like, you should go back to your family maybe. And then just straight to, oh, let's just run away together. And then, yeah, and then she's on this, and then this starts a whole other thing where she's like, you don't need to be a junkyard dog or go back to your family. We can just be together. Um, yeah. Uh, you know? Yeah. It, it, <laughs> the movie sucks. You gave it two stars. I gave it 1.5. I'm I'm the hero. One, okay. Yeah, I mean, I gave it, the animation was me. That was, like, my reasoning. Like, all right. Um, yeah. This is yeah. literally, I think, in my bottom 10 Disney movies ever, if you look at my list. I don't blame you. Like, it's not good. <laughs> the story is um, all over the place. Like, Hercules, come on with Little Mermaid too. Um, now, all right, now it is the 4th of July. The, all the, fest the festivities that the town has been preparing for, there's, like, a big 4th of July picnic. Um, and Tramps, like, fire... No, oh, God damn it. Their names are too similar. <laughs> Sam, this episode is... <laughs> um terrible <laughs> i think um it's like fine if you couldn't tell that loud noise that i've been doing uh -huh. uh, it's my clip it's my like marker board for like film i've just been playing with it you have a clipboard? okay <laughs> or, yeah like the you know what they use like when they're like, like action, action. Yeah, okay. yeah yeah all right i have i have one i've just been playing with it and sometimes i accidentally um let it hit um, this, this episode will just be I feel like this is the kind of energy I expected to have on Bill's magical world uh, <laughs> okay but it's the 4th of July picnic um, uh, Buster's new scheme is he has the final test for Scamp is for him to steal a chicken from uh, his own family's picnic because at this point he has put together that they are the same dogs or that he is the son of Tramp um, yeah. And when we talk about this movie, it sounds so short, but like when I was watching it, it felt so long. It, felt, it is short. It's like an hour and nine minutes long. It's like a 60 minute movie. Um, and the credits take up like, there's like a lot of credits in this movie. Um, it's like a long credit sequence. 
It's like longer than five minutes. This is a short movie, but yes, it does feel like you're there for eternity. <laughs> I kept, I was like, is this movie not, it does not move. The pacing is bad. It's a bad movie. Yeah, this is bad. It, it I makes think me. I this a movie to break me. <laughs> oh, yeah. I really, like, I didn't really expect anything for this episode. I was just no. like, I don't know. Lady in the Trans, fine. There'll probably be some cute dogs. Yeah, that's what I was saying. You know, puppies, whatever. It's fine. No, it's terrible, apparently. Yeah, no. Okay, emotions running high. <laughs> um, whole... We're almost there. Set... Yeah, we're almost there. There's this whole set piece where he's like, he stole, the... well, he steals the chicken, and his family are like, oh, Scam's back. Great, right? Like, they're like, yay, Scam. <laughs> he steals it and runs away. And they're like, well, what the fuck? <laughs> um, Sai and Emma are also there because Aunt Sarah's here. Uh, they get chased by dogs. And basically, like, the five uh, or so junkyard dogs ruin this entire parade or, like, picnic. Um, yeah. Oh, also, I want to know, fuck this pro-America bullshit. No. <laughs> I don't know. It was just, I, I don't know. It's very, I don't know. I guess that's also, I, I don't know. I guess because the first movie opens on Christmas and ends on Christmas, right? So it's like a holiday. So they're like, all right, we need a holiday. And then they just pick, like, are there any 4th of July movies? Is this the only 4th no. of July movie? We don't make 4th of July movies. I feel like you just watch National Treasure or something. That's what I do. Yeah, and it, I don't know, it's, it's like a, Independence Day. And especially right now, it's just like, I don't want to see pro-America. No. <laughs> um... It doesn't feel great. Like, yeah, it's like small town, like turn of the century. Like, everything's great. America isn't. You know? Yeah. I'm not in the mood. So. Um, yeah. They run. Um, they ruin this whole picnic. The, the wig lady loses her wig again um, because I guess her sole purpose in this film is just to be bullied by mm. dogs. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. We, then we get Trump corner scamp in an alleyway and we get like basically a the same scene where ariel and morgana are trying to convince melody to give them the trident yeah yeah the you told me thing. this <laughs> told me this take before i got to this scene and then when i was watching this i was like yeah this is this is literally the same because <laughs> ramp is like come back home join me son and Scamp is like, oh, maybe. And then Booster comes, or not fucking Booster, Buster comes and is like, no, he lied to you. Oh, because that's also a thing. Tramp has never told his children that he was a stray dog. Um, so when Scamp hears that he was like the best stray dog ever, he's like, what? Whoa, whoa, um, what? Yeah. It's a oh, oh, movie. It's like, when it's like when your parents hide from you that they were a drug dealer in high school or something. <laughs> mm, yeah, I guess. I'm not saying that's me, but um, <laughs> um, I feel like that happens. Some it has to happen eventually. Like drug dealers have kids. I guess <laughs> we can cut this. All right. I don't know. You want to keep it? Um, he literally says, "I'm not you, Dad." Like it. There's like a like I'm not. You know, like come on, Dad. Moment. Yeah, it's Join just bad, Buster. goofy movie. <laughs> It's also kind of like a goofy movie. Um, yeah. And Tramp like opens his gate and all the dogs are like, whoa, he knows how to open a gate. Oh my gosh, he's uh, the new messiah. <laughs> which is just like, it's not even like a, I guess this is like a specific old timey gate where there's just like a pin in the hole, which mm. 
does make sense that like a dog would know how to open it. Like there's a thing earlier where like they're all trying to open the gate and they don't know how to. So I guess it's good that they right. established that, but my dog, my dog could open the windows in my car. She she figured that out. She was a smart the, dog. The buttons or yeah, she could hit the buttons and like open okay. it. For a second, I thought you meant like the windows you had to like roll up, you know, like the you know, no. them. and I was like, whoa, smart dog. <laughs> oh gosh, she's cranking oh. windows. <laughs> um, anyways, God, I I I think is this is this episode very indicative? How you want to talk about like anything besides this movie? Yeah, no, it 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 is. I I'm staring okay, at this. Cl- yeah, we're almost done. All right, Angel's mad at him again uh, for like officially joining the junkyard dogs. Uh, there's a thing where you think Buster is going to like kill Scamp, but he just takes off his collar. He rips that off because he's like, "You're officially a junkyard dog." Yeah. Woof, woof. Um, and then he immediately sees the pound guy and like kind of gives Scamp up to the pound. He doesn't save him when he could have. Uh, he's yep. taken in by the pound, and this is bad because he doesn't have his collar. So, like, they can't call the darlings and be like, hey, we have your dog. Um, right. Um, I don't know. Hey. And this, we have a sad song, which is a quartet. <laughs> that sucks. The song sucks. Um, it's just weird. It's like him, like him, Tramp, Lady, and Angel, right? Yeah, it's all right. It, uh, my notes are like, all right, Scamp singing sad song, and then Angel starts singing. I'm like, oh, it's a duet, and then Tramp starts singing, and I was like, oh, it's a tritet. I don't know what like the three term is, and then Lady started singing, and I was like, oh no, it's a quartet. Yeah, um, yeah. It's like there's like a really cheesy part where like all four of them are in like the same screen, and it's like all faded together in like a '80s mall photo type way. Yeah, it's um, terrible. It's not great. I don't like it. Um. I think it's called Always There. It's about family. The The director would go on in the feature at how this movie is all about family and how family will always be there for you. And I'm like, okay. Yeah, that's <sighs> a stretch. Yeah, it's a, uh, anyway, he gets to the pound. Um, he's put, there's this like crazy, creepy dog who was voiced by Rob Paulson. Um, no, sorry. Is it Jim Cummings? Hold on. Hold on. It's like a fun credit. It's like one of our guys. I hope it's Rob Paul. Rob Paulson's slowly becoming my favorite person. It's it's Rob Paulson. His dog is named Otis. We never learn his name. He just like kind of leers at Scamp and <laughs> looks crazy because he's like a Chinese crested dog. Um, right. You know, like, often the dogs that win like the ugliest dog contest. Um, yeah, it's Rob yeah. Paulson, our, uh, one of our guys. Uh, and Jim Cummings, also one of our guys. Uh, voices the uh, Tony, the guy who gives him the spaghetti. Um, oh. Yeah. Yeah, we'll check. I don't think it's Tony. I think it's something else. Yeah, oh, no, it is Tony. All right. Anyways, that is in the pound. He gets put in the same cell as the Sandlot dog from earlier in the movie. Hmm. Uh, and that's bad for him. Luckily, Angel saw him in the pound car. So she goes to get Lady and the Tramp. But Lady doesn't do anything because, I don't know, <laughs> the writers don't like women or something. So Tramp, Oof. I mean, I, I, yeah. not, I guess it would be, in re- I guess she's not really the saving type, although she saves the baby in the first movie. But... Tramp goes to save Scamp, children's media. 
right? It's not trying from this time period. Anyways. Trans- I think it just sucks because the first one's so much about Lady. Yeah. She's like, yeah. Yeah. yeah, Yes. Yes. Um, Tramp fights the Sandlot dog. Uh, yes. It's the 4th um, of July still, so there's like fireworks going off. I don't know. That's kind of fun. Yeah. Um, um, Angel. There's like a reunion because they get out. And then they leave the pound. Before they go home, Scamp goes to the junkyard and like almost kills Buster. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah. which is just like him kind of like putting him into trash. Like there's a trash avalanche. Travelanche, yeah. It. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's a skull, <laughs> and then he he also he ostensibly goes back to do that and get his collar back. But I'm also right. like, why would they take the collar there? Because the collar, the decollaring doesn't happen in the junkyard. So like, why? <sighs> Anyways. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, hey. They run into Trusty and Jacques again. And then they return home. Yes. Uh, Angel is there too. They go, oh, Scamp made a friend. And the baby and uh, Darling go like, can we have another? And... Jim Deere is like, we have six dogs. <laughs> we cannot. Yeah, it's a lot of dogs. <laughs> we cannot have another dog. And then the baby does something and they're like, all right, I guess we can have one more. <laughs> yeah. So uh, by the end of the movie, they have like, I don't know, seven dogs, right? Four they're going to get 101 at some point. 101 Cocker Spaniels. <laughs> Mixes. <laughs> um... And then in a very convenient turn of events, uh, Angel's like being cute and Darling goes, oh, isn't she a little angel? So she gets to keep her name, I guess. Yeah. And then cuts cuts the end. We get another reprise of like the New England town. Oh, sorry. Uh, Mm. This song is actually called Welcome Home. Anyways, uh, and she's wearing a ribbon now. So she's part of the family. You also see the other junkyard dogs adopted by people um because after buster got travelanched uh they decided they wanted homes mm-hmm. it's a cheesy pop version of bella note over the credits yeah it's terrible that was just bad um <laughs> we're done we're done, done. this was this one's this one's gonna be the the bad one <laughs> i don't know this one's not good energy. I was googling Rob Paulson. Um, <laughs> he does a voice on Samurai Jack. He does the little dog who has the monocle and like the the little Ooh. hat. He's pretty um, cool. Like he he's everywhere. I I kind of yeah. love his voice. It's good. I mean, it's apparently so do studios. <laughs> you know. Once once I made the Yakko connection, I was like, I was like, it, okay, it all clicked for you. Yeah. Um, should we play the game that I talked about? Should we do that? Oh, is there anything else I need to say? Let me look. Uh, I don't know. This movie made $50 million in its first week. More than we'll ever see. Um, it's like, probably, yeah. Um, <laughs> that's the sad won the part. lottery or something. Uh, like I said earlier, like people didn't like the idea of it. Um, but it's still, again, like kind of like the guy said, like we let this happen when we bought a bunch of stuff, you know, for all the other ones that came before it. And then 
it, you know, it's smash hit, gave a green light to, uh, you know, doing Peter Pan and Cinderella and um, what's the last one they do? Oh, I guess they do Jungle Book and Nations. Oh, and Bambi too. Those are like the classic ones they do, right? Yeah. Yeah. Bambi 2 is the weird one. That's weird. Yeah, it's a mid-pull. Bambi, you are correct. It is weird. <laughs> um, and the rest are newer Renaissance stuff. Um, when Disney Plus came out, I kept joking with people. I was like, guys, we gotta watch Bambi 2. We gotta watch Bambi 2. And now two. look where you are. You Now you do have to watch Bambi, Bambi 2. Ugh. Ugh. Uh, um... <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I made a lot of money. Um, it got it's had like several DVD releases. It was released on Blu-ray, which we we cannot say about some of the other sequels. So I guess people kept buying it. Um, the objective scale of things that are good and worth maintaining, this apparently is one is on that scale. Yeah. <laughs> you know the DTV folks. Um, I don't know. It was all animated in Australia again, kind of what we're used to. Mm-hmm. Scott Wolf was apparently the first choice for Scamp, which is concerning since he sounds 30 and Scamp is, well, I guess we don't really know how old he is, so. That's one of the issues, yes. Should talk about Lilo and Stitch. That's a good movie. I'm try to talk about that, even if it is just my way of the sequel, because it is a good movie. Lilo and Stitch, Lilo and Stitch is Great my third movie. favorite. It's like a Disney dog movie, but not really, because it's a secret alien. Well, it's not a secret. It opens on the aliens, but... That is cute. That Stitch, Stitch is, is cute. cute. Correct. I'll say. He's adorable. He's a little ragamuffin. He is. He's a little scumbum who <laughs> wants to destroy everything, but then he learns that it's just the product of his traumatic upbringing and he can create his own Creation. family unit on yes. his own. Yes, he learns the value of family. Is is Lilo and Stitch just like trying... This movie just try to do what Lilo and Stitch did, but terribly, and then... You know, like both like a, trying to be family movies ostensibly, but I have a game. We're what is gonna, the game? Here's the <laughs> rules of the game. Um, so letterboxd.com. We reference this website a lot because we Ooh. live by it. Um, <laughs> and you can view your stats if you are a pro member. Um, and I happen to be one. Uh, and I don't check my stats super often, but I was checking my directors for something completely unrelated. And then I looked up at my top actors and I realized that over the course of this podcast, all of my top actors have become voice actors. Uh-huh. There are three actors in here who you could classify as not being typically um voice actors and that's samuel l jackson tom hanks and john goodman and that's it (laughs) and tom hanks does woody so uh-huh so so the game Mm -hmm. is gonna be i don't know who these people are (laughs) (laughs) um so you have the list right you're gonna look at them i have the list you're gonna say the names and I'm gonna guess what movie they are. Okay. Or like I'm gonna try to guess what roles they did in yeah. um just in any capacity. It could be during the podcast or if I just I just right. know them. I think 
I will mention if they have voiced something that we covered for this. Okay. I um, think you should start at the bottom and work your way up. Oh, okay. Let me get myself situated then. Because uh, I was going to do it the opposite way. Oh, sorry. I just... No, no, it's fine. This is your game. I'm just here for the ride. <laughs> All right, um, let me see. From the bottom, yeah, 25 films. We have Carlos, oh no, this was, okay. Um, Carlos Alaz Recchi. Okay, has he done anything we've covered? Uh, yeah, oh, there's some last night. Sorry. <laughs> yes. Um, sorry. Um, where, were, where were we? Alan. Sorry. Uh, Carlos Alaz Rocky. Yes. Okay. So I'm looking at this guy's face. Uh -huh. he has has he not done anything okay. we covered? He, he is a voice actor. The voice actor. Yes. Okay, so that means he's probably. Oh, uh, I'm gonna guess he does something in Pixar. Um, he has done two. I'm gonna say. I'm gonna say he. I I'm gonna say he's done the the Cars tunes with Mater. <laughs> He's not a Cars tuner. Damn it, because I've seen all those, and they always fuck up my stats. Mm -hmm. um, he has provided uh, his voice to a Pixar short, a Pixar spinoff, uh, and several sequels. I, I'm seeing one, two original Pixar films okay. in his filmography. Uh, a spinoff? Wait, so... Is he in Toy Story? He is in a Toy Story. Okay. Which one? Oh. I'm guessing three. Yeah, he's in three. Okay, um, what, what is he? Oh, shit, hold on. <laughs> Let me check. Oh, here, I can, I can pull it up if you need. He's in, okay. Uh, I'm looking at him now, by the way. So he he's in Planes. He's in... That's the spinoff. He's in uh, Monsters U. Monsters U, Inside Out. Um... He's done a lot of like Nickelodeon stuff. He was in Happy Feet. That's yeah. The Nickelodeon stuff is what gets me. I think a little bit because yeah, I log. Movie. It was just Inside additional Out. voices in Toy yeah. Story Three. Oh, okay, so he's just an addition. Okay, he's also additional voices in Inside Out. So he's like an additional voice guy. Okay. Book of Life, two and a half stars. Which one? Book. Oh yeah, I don't really remember that one. So I was just like, I don't know. It's fine. Is it right. good? Yeah, it's not just an additional voice in this one. I like it. Yeah, it's like a nice little, nice little movie. Um, Maybe I'll rewatch it. Came out around the time of Coco, and everybody's like, "Aren't they yeah. the same movie?" Um, all right. So that was your bottom. Let's. All right, this one should be easier. John DiMaggio. Oh, that's I Jake the dog. That's mm -hmm. an easy out of the park, but but that's I a movie. Yeah, and that's the issue. I don't know. <laughs> 
So he has to just be doing additional voices. Is he in um, Little Mermaid too? No, no, no. He's in. Um, let's see. He's done a few um, Walt Disney feature animation films. He's in a few DreamWorks. He's in. He's in How to Train Your Dragon. I bet, right? Um, no. Fuck. <laughs> I can't believe he's done. He done every. He's been in every movie of a certain DreamWorks franchise that is not How to Train Your Dragon. Shrek? Is he in all no. the Shreks? No, it's not oh. Shrek. What's another? What's another DreamWorks? Uh, another DreamWorks. He's also in a pair sequels. of Disney movies that have a, an original and a sequel. They're not. It's not a direct TV uh, video sequel. Although he has, he's he's in a movie we will cover. Okay. We've not yet covered. This is uh, the DreamWorks sequel thing. Why I'm completely blanking. Is there another DreamWorks thing that has multiple movies? What mm -hmm. is? Um, one of them was written by Noah Baumbach. Oh, Madagascar. He's in yeah. Madagascar. Yeah. Uh, he's in all three Madagascars. I'm not Let's sure see. who. Let me see. Okay, you figure out who. I'm going to see if I can guess it. Who's, who is he in Madagascar? Ah, uh, okay. Okay. You want to guess? Is he, is he the penguin that like doesn't talk a lot? He's, he's one of the penguins. He's Rico. I'm not sure which uh, one Rico is. That's the one who doesn't talk a lot, who just makes like grunts. Um. Yeah, it is. You're right. <laughs> I love that you know the penguins. <laughs> Well, I just I, um, I just rem hold on, sorry. Yeah. Well, and it's because um, I've seen the Futurama. I'm looking at it now. I've seen the Futurama movies, so yeah. obviously um, Bender. Movie, he's in um, Happily Never After, a movie that is endlessly curious. I find endlessly fascinating. Um, interestingly, he's not in the Penguins of Madagascar movie, right? Are we, oh. are we both tracking that? Yeah. He's in the short. Oh, and he's in both Wreck-It Ralphs. That's what you were referencing. Yeah, that's that's so he's in Bolt. He's in Tinkerbell and the Lost Treasure. <laughs> that's the one we will cover. He's in Zootopia. Oh. Um, he's in Back to the Barnyard. Or, sorry, just Barnyard. Um, just Barnyard. He's Beard Papa in, in Wreck-It Ralph? Beard Papa? I don't know what that is. I don't know that reference. That's, okay, in Wreck-It Ralph 2, he's Arthur. So he's a different person. In a... Yeah. Here, all right. Who's seen Scoob? Scoob. Scoob. <laughs> Someone's seen Scoob. He's a fake Scooby Doo fan. Um, don't you don't have to see Scoob? <laughs> but I gotta see Scoob. I was gonna see Scoob in theaters until. Are you really? Yeah, I was pumped for Scoob. I was Ugh. gonna also pay twenty dollars to watch it with a bunch of friends, and then my fans fell through, and now I'm just gonna watch it on HBO <sighs> Max. Um. I, um, yeah. Oh, here yeah, for the Hanna-Barbera Cinematic Universe. No. I want a Jabba Jaws movie. <laughs> I mean, sure, but this isn't yeah. the way you want it. This is a monkey's, this is a monkey's paw situation. Oh, no. I also have managed to avoid most information about Scoob. Um, all right. The next restaurant two... owner. All right. Yeah, all right, let's right. move on. We next can't restaurant. take this long on every <laughs> single one. All right. All right. All right. Rob Paulson. This should be easy. I know this guy. He's Yakko. He's one uh, of our guys. He's Booster. He's um. 
One movie he's in. What? Just name one movie he's in. <laughs> oh, I just did. I named uh, Buzz Lightyear. That was one he's in. Oh, he's, he's in not a... Buzz Lightyear. What? I thought that's no, what you no. said. I'm. No, no, no. The guy who plays Booster is the guy who plays um the walrus slash seal in oh. Longer Mate Two. Never mind. Yeah. Paulson's um... Two. <laughs> okay, you can't say you can't use Longer Mate Two. I just gave that up. He's in a extremely goofy movie. Yes, he is. Okay, bam. Uh, next up, um, D. Bradley Baker. He's a big name. I recognize the name. Um. Uh, <laughs> He's gonna like a movie. He has done a Looney Tunes franchise. Okay. Uh, he has done a movie we are not covering, but that we almost covered. It's in a blank check movie. He um, is he um is he in um wait, what was the first hint? Like is he paranorman? Yeah. No, it's the one it's maybe a bad hint because <laughs> it's like the one like a nobody heard that's not very popular. Was it? Is he in Box Trolls? Is he like the king in Box Trolls? He is in Box Trolls, yes. I don't know what in Box Trolls, but he's in Box Trolls. Let's see. D. Bradley Baker is Fish. Oh, he's like the dad troll. Oh. He's like the main troll. He's like the troll who takes in... Um, boy. Huh. Yeah. What does his voice sound like? I don't know this guy. Said he's famous. He's like fish. <laughs> but I don't, I don't think the box trolls is a good. He's done a lot of Phineas and Ferb. Um, he's in okay. SpongeBob, SpongeBob out of Water. He's in Happy Feet. Um, oh, who you know, is he? In, oh, he's Perry the Platypus. <laughs> hey, he's in Kid Next Door as. Let me guess, number four. Number four. I was correct. All right, so. Yeah. Number four. I haven't seen He's, that show in so long. You what? Logged the movie. <laughs> I've yeah, I've seen it, but who? I'm number four is the Australian one. Oh right, that's sure. what I thought. Okay, oh. I should trust my memory. Um, He's in Lilo and Stitch. Uh, which one? Stitch the movie, which is we are not covering, which we will get into when we get to Lilo and Stitch two because it's a very complicated franchise. Yeah. Okay. Um, is he the voice okay. of Daffy Duck? Hold on. Yes, he? he is the modern voice of Daffy Duck. That's why okay. I recognize his name. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. He's so. in station. Um, anyways, moving on, moving on, moving on. Uh, all right, here, uh, Debbie Derryberry. He was in the movie we just covered. <laughs> which is called... Uh, Lady and the Tramp 2, Scamp's Adventure. She's also done Tarzan, Toy Story, Bugs Life, Pocahontas 2, Hercules, Hunchback, Toy Story 1, Ice Age 2, Toy Story 3, Wreck-It Ralph, uh, Despicable Me to Aladdin, Babe? Oh, she was in Home on the she's Range in, too. She's in Babe. She's all over the place. All right. Um, um, Bill Farmer. Bill Farmer is... Oh, fuck. I don't know. Okay. He's done two movies we've covered. Two movies that we've covered. Okay. And several Pixar's. Several Pixar's and several two movies. Oh, three movies. He sorry. We've covered two. He's in a third. We have not yet covered. So he comes around a lot. Yeah. 
Um, and he's in Pixar's. M. I'm gonna guess he is. Yes. Okay. Um, okay. Guess, and I'll give you another hint. <clears throat> I'm gonna. I'm gonna say. I'm trying to think. I, I'm trying to even remember what we've covered. <laughs> it's done. I'm gonna guess. Oh, oh, I'm gonna guess fun. he plays like older characters, like adults. Um, I think yes, that would be right. Um, he's done a blank check movie, animated movie from blank check. Uh, he has done <laughs> several illumination films. Oh God, is he? Oh my God, it's just Steve Carell. <laughs> <laughs> no, but he's been in the same cast as Steve Carell. Oh no, he's uh. He, does he voice some fucking minions? Does, is he just a minions voice? Additional voices in minions. Um, but I want to see if you can get his like big thing. He's known for voicing one character who you like. The, I like. Like him very much. I like him Matt, very much. I tell you my score for this movie. I like him very much. And I um is it an extremely goofy movie? Do you know who he voices? Um, he's like the guy who voices this character. Guy who voices this character. Uh, like this character. Oh, is it the guy? No, but it can't be that guy. I feel like the guy who does what, Sam? <laughs> guy with the gloves. I feel like it can't be him. Oh my god! It's it's staring you right in the face. <laughs> I like this character. Uh-huh. I, I assume you do. You like the two movies he's in. Uh... Oh, my God. <laughs> it's not, not PJ, right? No. Think of it goofier. Does he voice like Goofy? <laughs> <laughs> he voices Goofy. This is the guy who voices Goofy now. Oh, I didn't think it would be that obvious. <laughs> <laughs> it is. Oh, boy. All right. All right. Let's move along. Um, Bill Farmer who voices was... Goofy. Hmm? Wait, wait, wait. Real quick. I want to see. Who was he in Monsters, Inc.? Additional voices. Oh, shit. Yeah. Never so mind. He's like an additional Frank Oz guy. is in Monsters, Inc.? Yes. Okay, John Goodman's next, but he is an actor. Yeah. He's just there. Uh, <laughs> next, we have uh, Fred... Tata Skiori. I'm sure okay. I'm picturing all these names. He has done a Disney movie. He has done, oh, he's done several Disney movies. Oh, a few, quite a few Disney movies, the more I'm looking at it. Um, he's done a Leica. He's done some Illuminations, a few DC movies, and some DreamWorks. See the voice, uh, is he in The Killing Joke? Um, yes, he is. Is he Commissioner Gordon or something? Check. Um, I think he has a lot of additional voices in Disney. Uh, da, 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 da. he is Carney owner. Oh, 
damn. Um, yeah. Is there like a big? Is there like a big role I'd know him from? Uh, uh, he's in Scoob. He's in Frozen, but as additional voices. Um, Do you have like a number one? He was Cerberus in Scoob. I don't know what that is. Uh, that's like not. I would not know his. <laughs> he's clocks in box trolls another troll <laughs> um he's in teen titans go okay he's in hotel transylvania okay he's also in detective pikachu i wonder if he's just a guy who's good at like little bit voices you know yeah i'm looking um, i i'm looking at his imdb now it just seems like he's in fucking everything right yeah his he's most his most known stuff is Kung Fu Panda 2, and he plays Panda Dad and Gorilla Guard. So he plays I, the Panda Dad. Yeah. Nice. I think I think he just voices a lot. I think that's just these additional voices in Hotel Transylvania Three. Who is he in Detective Pikachu? Also voices video games, but I'm I mean a lot of voice actors do that. He's additional voices in Detective Pikachu. All right. Um. All right, here, this is this might be easier. She's a big name, uh, Gray Delisle. Um, it's one of my favorites. One of your favorites, uh, Little Mermaid, locked no. in. Oh. Uh, Beauty and the oh, Beast, she... locked in. Do not like Beauty and the Beast. <laughs> oh, um, uh, she's done a few DC movies. She's done a Pixar, a movie Wonder Woman, cover. locked in. Um, no. I think she has voiced Wonder Woman in TV, though. Damn I think it. she's Wonder Woman on DC Superhero Girls. You know um, a main role that she'd be known for? Um, Azula, but that, <laughs> from Avatar. Um, she's in oh. a recent Pixar movie. Let me see. Uh, she the mom in Onward? <laughs> she's in Onward, but she's not the mom. That's uh, Julia Louise Dreyfus. Oh, that's right. Um, playing, uh, someone else. Uh, is is she like another cop? She's not a cop. She's she causes wacky antics. Um, she's not a cop. She causes wan wacky antics and mm -hmm. onward. That's kind of like a joke because. He's like a certain type of uh, oh, person. she she's the uh, one of the pixies. She's one of the fairies, yeah. Um, yeah, fairies. Rachel is interesting because she does a lot more TV. Um, oh, I guess you know right. what? Egg on my face. <laughs> she's been voicing Daphne forever, and all the Scooby. You've logged like all the Scooby Doo movies. And I didn't say Scooby Doo. Oops. Oh, that's, that's why. On me. Um, but she's Daphne, yeah. She okay. Will, uh, she's in Tinkerbell, so we will reach her eventually. All right. Um, what's who is next? All right, here we go. Tara Strong. This should be an easy one. Uh, she's Raven. Um, she was in Little Mermaid too, and but there. Oh, Bubbles. Yeah, we 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 talked about her. Yeah, we talked Tara about Strong. Her. She's you know she's one of those guys. Next is Tom Hanks. Uh, Woody. <laughs> good. All right, next is uh, Lorraine Newman. She's done a few Pixar's. I've heard you say her name, I feel like. Have I? I don't think I ever have. Um, I feel like A couple of Disney's, a Leica. Um, some is she in Pixar's? Is she in Pixar's I Like? 
Um, I think you gave one of them three and a half star. Oh, you know, yeah, she, okay, let's see. I'll read you the star ratings to the Pixars. If that's okay. Two and a half. Two and mm. a half. Okay. Three and a half. Okay. Four and a half. Okay. Two and a half. Four. Oh, is she um, Colette in Ratatouille? No, she's not in Ratatouille. Fuck. <sighs> is she Eve no. in Wally? She's in Wally. I'm not sure if she is Eve though. Let me check. She might be. She might be the woman in Wally who uh, like has all the kids with the she one guy. Is an Axiom passenger. Oh, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't know. She's so she's done. A, she's done a few Pixar. She's untangled. She was in a Cars short. She was in Cars three. No, wait, is this Cars? Sorry, this is just Cars. Um, oh, she, she was in Monsters in, Inc. Yeah. A lot of these, you know, a lot of these people are in the same movies. So, yeah. Well, the the four <laughs> four point five was the thing that's like I was like okay, because there's only two Pixar movies I've given a four point five. Right. All right. Um, next up is John Ratzenberger. This should be very oh, easy. Oh, come on. This guy's in everything. That's why yeah. he's on this list. Uh-huh. He's just in... He's the the snowman in Monsters, Inc. Or the snow mm-hmm. monster. Mm-hmm. Um, or, Pixar uh, guy. Yeah, he's just... He's in every he's in every single one. Yeah. That's why he's here. That's why he's so high up. Exactly. Um, yeah, I'm looking at his list, and it's uh, um, like exclusively Pixar things and The Empire Strikes Back. <laughs> yeah. And man. spirited away. Um, yeah, he's just, you know, a Pixar guy. And some of the Forky learns about life. Oh, and he was in Monkey Up. In what? <laughs> Monkey Up. See that? that? See Monkey Up on the list? Where, where are you seeing? Oh, I, yeah. In between Good Dinosaur and Finding Dory. A monkey what Up. What the hell is Monkey Up? <laughs> it's is a movie I watched. An authorized sequel to Up? No, it's uh, it's a movie. It's like, oh, what's the name of it? It's, it's like that movie. franchise. Yeah, it's like one of those movies where the monkey like can talk and he like helps yeah. a family. Okay. Monkey mm. up! It's on Netflix. You should watch. It. I don't know if I should. All right. <laughs> um, next up, we have Danny Mann. Um, again, in a lot of the same movies. Oh, he's Sky, in. I... He's in a Disney movie I haven't seen yet on this list. Uh, in the same Pixar's, it's in a blank check movie. He's in two blank check movies from different. No, no, I'm sorry, from the same uh, director. So I'm assuming he's in Incredibles. No. I think more recent. Uh, more recent for an animator. Yeah, well, he wasn't always an animator. Brad Bird? I'm sorry, he's in three blank check movies. It's not Brad Bird. This guy oh, did animation and live action. He did live action, and then he switched to animation. He did live action, and then he switched he, to animation? He made a triumphant return to live action in 2015. Two th- am I, am, am, is this going to be an egg on face moment? Should <laughs> it I might re- be. Should I know this? Probably. Um, made a triumphant return. The director did. He. Yeah. It was. Most of our lives, we knew him for doing animation, and then 
he came back in 2015 with one of what some people say was the best films of all time. The best films of all time? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> came out in 2015? <laughs> oh! <laughs> oh, George Miller. Yes, yes. So this guy, Danny Mann, is in which movie? <laughs> oh, Happy Feet. Yeah, he's in both Happy Feet and Babe 2. He's in Babe 1, too. He's in Babe. I was so con... I'm so confused because I was like, George Miller animation, what? Yeah, he's in... Yeah, Happy Feet, man. That's not what I associate George Miller with. <laughs> I know, but that's what I mean. Like, he was the Mad Max guy and then he did the Happy Feet. Like, for most of this millennia, millennium, he oh. did animation. Right, okay. I just... was, and then he made Fury Road and everybody's like, oh shit, he's back. <laughs> yeah, right, yeah? right, yeah. So Danny, yeah. Danny Mann just seems to... He's again just like a big animation yeah, yeah, yeah. guy. He, he he's just does a ton. He's in, he's in a bunch of the Mater shorts. And Pocahontas. Pocahontas, yeah. Emperor's New Groove, Ice Age Two, Monsters University, which they also may be in. Up is Up a yeah. five star for you? Yeah, Up's my favorite Pixar. Nice, nice, nice. All right, we gotta move on. We're almost done. Um, we're getting close. All right, Tom Kenny. This should be easy. SpongeBob. He's indeed SpongeBob. <laughs> So that means any SpongeBob movie, the SpongeBob movie. Um, it is, yeah. Mm -hmm. Actually, do then, you have that logged? Yeah, it should be. I see it. It's just not very high up. Um, That's good. I like that movie. Other... He's in Space Chimps, a movie I saw in theaters. Um, <laughs> when are we covering after. Space Chimps? Uh, never. <laughs> um, Rocko's Modern Life, Teen Titans Go, Ant Man. Transformers, Beverly Hills yeah. Chihuahua 3, he's in Sky High. Uh, yeah. Oh, he's in the Winnie the Pooh. He's in, you know, he's Tom Kenny, Meet the Robinsons. Um, the War Hoodwinked. of the Worlds, apparently. <laughs> Did you ever see Hudwinked? Yeah, Rob I have it in there, I Robinson. think. Oh, of course, right, if you've seen it, yeah. Interesting, interesting, like, phenomena, Hudwinked, you know? All right, this should be another easy one. Jim Cummings. Uh, Winnie the Pooh. Winnie the Pooh movie. <laughs> and then he's just, again, in fucking everything. Yeah, one of our guys. He's in Pocahontas 2. He's in Lion King 2. And Roger Rabbit. Roger Rabbit. Hunchback. Aladdin. King of Thieves. A Goofy movie. Return of Jafar. He's uh, done it. He's going to be in a lot more movies we cover. Looks like. Yeah. All right. Uh, what's next? Right. This is. No. Jim Cummings was your number five. Right? Hmm. Next up, we're in Jeff Bennett. We're in the top five. Yeah, Jeff Bennett. I'm guessing Goofy movie? Oh, wait. Well, then he was in Lady and the Tramp, too, right? Yeah, he's he's Tramp. Uh, yeah. Wait, right? Yeah. Yeah. I'm, like, looking. I can't yeah. fucking... Yeah, he's in the... And he's, yeah, he's in Goofy movie. He, yeah, he's Bradley Uppercust. Um, yeah. He's, he's in a lot of these movies. He's in Tinkerbell. He's in two Tinkerbells. He's in the adventures, the the adventures of Clutch Powers, Lego, the adventures of Clutch Powers. I am not familiar. Oh my <laughs> gosh, KT! Lego, the adventures of Clutch Powers was my entire life as a nine-year-old. Okay, that's good. Oh, he's in Cats and Dogs: The Revenge of Kitty Galore. Oh. Another movie I saw in theaters for some. We cover Lego, the adventures of Clutch Powers. 
um, bonus Patreon episode. <laughs> We will see him again. He's in a lot of Disney sequels. All, All right, right. That next was number is, four. Next is Samuel L. Jackson. Who is not known for his voice acting. Yeah. Right, number two, Bob Bergen. 38 films. This guy and the next guy are tied for the films they have. Bob Bergen, man. All right. He's um, done a blank check movie. He's done some Pixar. He's done some Disney. He's kind of the same thing you'd expect at this point. Um, so I'm guessing he's in... I feel like I have I know this name's in Ratatouille. Uh, no, it's not Ratatouille. <laughs> that's not the blank check movie. Iron he's, Giant. That's the right director. Yeah, it's Iron Giant. Yeah. Who, who is... Oh, is he the... Different voices. Not gonna lie. Let me see. He's in Toy Story 2. He's, he's, he's in a lot. He's like a. His quality is actually kind of. Uh, he is. Additional voice is an Iron Giant. God damn it. These <laughs> motherfuckers. Um, who is he in Tinkerbell? He is Fireflies and Tinkerbell. You're gonna get mad at us for not naming these people's like number one most known for roles. Yeah, they probably are. I just encourage everyone to uh, um, use IMDb. <laughs> oh, it looks like he voices some Looney Tunes characters too, Bob Bob Bergen. Space Jam. Yeah. Um, yeah, is he in two Looney Tunes movies? Yeah, yeah I just also back in action. Yeah. He's also in Duck Dodgers, the TV show. I'm looking at his IMDb. Okay. Um, never after. All right. Well, last one. The big number one. Okay. Number one watched. Although yes. you, they have the same amount of films, um, so I'm not sure what gets precedence there. Jess Harnell. Okay. The reason I wanted to go bottom to up is because I literally have no clue who this man is. <laughs> I look at this man's face and I go, who is this man? He kind of has the Jason Momoa thing going on. You know, long hair. Yeah. I'm going to guess Mater and... Tunes. I'm guessing Mater Tunes. He is in some Mater Tunes, correct. You are to be right. He's in Tokyo Mater. He is in the Radiator Springs uh, five and a half, 500 and a half. Uh, he's in Time Travel Mater. He's in Moon Mater. Made a private eye. Why did I log leader. all these? <laughs> Good question. Um, He's wacko on Animaniacs, to name a thing he is known for. Is he? I thought you said Rob Paulson was. Oh, he's he's yakko. This guy's wacko. Christ. <laughs> too many. There's too many of those Animaniacs. He has 360 credits as an actor. It's uh, he's working. He's in Transformers. He's he's Ironhide. <laughs> I don't know who Ironhide <laughs> is. Either. He's in Scooby Doo. Um, not Scoob, just Scooby Doo, the one with James Gunn. They're written by Scooby Dooby Doo. Uh huh. <laughs> Where are you? Yep. And uh, I my child. Yeah, he, I don't know. I feel like voice voice actors are interesting. You know. Yeah, it's weird because it's like a lot of them. It it completely ruins my stats, which I hate. <laughs> it does. Like, you just have the two. Top uh, two are 
but the top three are pretty much mostly known for additional voices. Yeah. Like yeah. D- Jim Cummings and Tom Kenny are two names that you could recognize, but these right. top and three. Like Strong and Gray Delisle. But yeah, most of these guys are just additional voices. Yeah. And yeah. it's just, I need to watch like a ton of Tom Hanks, Samuel L. Jackson, and John Goodman movies just to so like. <laughs> just to have like normal or like face actors in your uh, yeah. top 10. I guess. And then John, John Goodman Hanks even like. Hanks is number 10. Yeah. yeah. John Goodman even does some voice acting. Yes. And that's part of why he's there. Yeah. Yeah, probably. I think yeah. he does more than Hanks, even though. Goodman? Yeah, because he was um he's in Princess and the Frog. Um mm-hmm. he's in uh Emperor's Grand New Groove. Animation. Monsters University. B movie. He's in B movie. Norman. Yeah. Uh, I think he does more than Hanks, right? Because Hanks just does Woody. I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I would guess so. Um Oh, apparently he does a voice in cars. I think that's just like a cutaway scene though of like look who is john goodman in cars oh tom hanks what they're both in cars <laughs> what makes this in cars oh 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 because in the credits of cars there's like the gags of other pixar movies as cars right so like the, there's like the woody and buzz car um oh that's why yeah oh and tom the, hanks is in the Sullivan truck because he's solely as a car Right. Cars. Right. That's why. Tom Hanks, of course, in the Simpsons movie. Right. We should um, end this episode. <laughs> that was fun. Um, I'm sorry your list is ruined because of this. You know, good voice actors. Voice actors, not a bad gig. Um, yeah, it's really not. It's just, it's hard if study work. you don't have a specific type of voice or like a specific role that people can classify you as, it feels like you kind of get forgotten. I mean, it's like steady work at least. And I guess also it's kind of exciting to work in the industry, but without like the notoriety of being a movie star. Right. Um, You could like go to the grocery store without being hounded. Um, It would be nice to at least have like one main character you're known for. Like this Jess guy, like what... No, he's he's worked Maybe. a ton, but he doesn't have one main character. I'd love to you have. You look just... at like his IMDb. Like, is he not known for? Yeah, his most known guy? for thing is Ironside in Transformers. Right, but also Ironside. IMDb's known for aren't is not you know. British. Oh, I guess Wacko could be his like yeah. no, known for, and he did Crash Bandicoot. Did he crash? Oh uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, he was Crash. Okay. Well, there you go. He's Ow! Crash Bandicoot. That's his thing. Okay, <laughs> right, we need to end this. We need to end this episode. Wow. It's like two hours long. Um, like an hour long movie. This has been Walton and Walt. Thank you for joining. Oh, you're really trying to end it. <laughs> <laughs> Tired. I'm sure our listeners want to end. <laughs> Is is this our worst episode? Um, maybe. Oh boy. Um, wow. you can follow. <laughs> you can follow us on Twitter at vaulting the vault. Um, tweet us there. Tweet us your fan art. Tweet us your opinions about voice actors. Um, did you like Lady in the Troop too? Let us know. I'm sure. 
there was someone out there who listened to this expecting a good fun episode and was disappointed when we just tore into the movie <laughs> um yeah thanks for listening you can uh if you if you would like you don't have to um so yeah i don't know what sam's doing <laughs> i assume that was a crash bandicoot um you can <laughs> If you would, if you are so inclined, is what I'm trying to say. You can rate, review, and subscribe um, on iTunes. I don't think you can rate and review on other podcasting things. Okay. Is <laughs> there um. anything else you want to say? Next week we are doing. Oh my fucking god, Sam. <laughs> Sam, turn it off. I'm trying to do the kid. We gotta. If this is the worst episode, we gotta go out like this. We don't. We really don't. <laughs> um. Next week we are doing our first theatrical release because spoiler alert: some of these suckers were released in the theaters. Uh, with Peter Pan yeah. Return to Neverland. Uh, which I'm looking forward to. I saw this in theaters, and I don't think I have seen it since. Yeah. Actually, it's not even Peter Pan pulling Return to Neverland. It's just Return to Neverland. Right. <laughs> mm -hmm. Is this the first one we've had without a two? Oh, no, no, no. No, because Goofy Movie. It's not yeah. horror allowed. I'm, you know. Mm -hmm. That's how I feel about watching Return to Neverland, which is part of the um, children experience, the Blitz canon, along with Chronicles of Narnia and I don't know, what else? What other movies are there? Things like kids, World War II. All the is it just small this and, things. I think, it, you know what? It might just be this and Chronicles of Narnia. Oh, no, 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 no. Uh, Bedhouse and Broomsticks is also kids escaping the blitz. Anyways, this has been Vaulting the Wall. Thank you for listening. Goodbye. Bye. God. Oh, this is the night. Christ, it's a beautiful night. And we call it the best.